Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Three beers later. Three beers later. Three beers later. Okay. Episode 86. Welcome, everybody. Hey, thanks. We are not where we usually we are. We probably sound weird. Probably. Maybe maybe bad. We'll find out later. Should we introduce the people? We should have everyone introduce themselves because there's a lot of people, a lot of stuff going well, on. I'm Mark. Uh, uh-huh. It's over for. No, that's I am Andrew Johnson. I am band director down here in Beatrice, which is where we are. We're in that Beatrice. That's correct, yes. And, uh, I forgot to mention that. I know Mark because we uh, had the same hometown growing up. Panama, Nebraska, baby. I'm Connor. You know me. I'm Brian. I'm one of the brewers down here at Stone Hollow. I met uh, Andrew not long ago, and he talked me into this podcast. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so, Thanks, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. On you. Twisted his arm. <laughs> My name's Jim. I'm a brewer here at Stone Hollow, co-owner. Um, I uh, this is my first podcast, either being on or listening to. Wow! So it's quite an adventure for me. Popping a cherry. Thank you. Popping a cherry. Very exciting. Right on. Well, cool, cool. Thanks for having us. By the way, uh, very exciting. You guys have been open how long at this point? I think about three months. So middle of middle of March is when we first opened. So about three months now. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. going good. Going well. Hang on, I gotta, I gotta readjust. It's on the wrong ear. Go ahead. You, you talk. All right. Well, you guys come with uh, rave reviews. One of our own, uh, Jake Sorensen, is a Beatrice oh, person, yeah, yeah. and he's uh, like, you gotta go here. And then we, we also on the way in checked out Playa Azul. Playa Azul. Oh yeah. yes. He's been telling us. What do you think about Playa Azul? I Playa, have mixed feelings here. Playa, yeah. Whoa. Mixed feelings is a good way to put it. Uh, it was good. But it was, I mean, it was cheap. I just, I don't know why it was hyped so much. It was fine. Yeah, that's a Jake problem. It was fine. More than anything. Well, Allie in our office, too, hypes it up big time. Oh, really? I think mostly for the cheap margaritas and the lack of carding people when she was 18. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, the food was up there, too. We did not get margaritas. We we didn't. We saved room for... The cheap margaritas are on the weekend. Oh, you could have okay. had a, had a 32 yeah. ounce beer for a dollar fifty. What? Like that tonight? Wow, yes. wow. Yeah. Brian, do you offer a 32 ounce beer for a dollar fifty? I can't compete with that. It's <laughs> yeah. all right. We're drinking your beer, not yeah. theirs. So yeah. it's, you're doing something right. <laughs> you can compete with it. Um, so, Stone Hollow is where we are. I guess we just need a little, uh, little background. How did it? How did it get started? What was the idea? Wow. Okay. Where to start? We've been we've been doing this for about two years when it all goes back to it and so so the property owners Todd and Sonny Heido um, bought the building it was a piece of crap dilapidated building it was probably about a year away from being condemned and they thought hey let's buy this building and see what we can do with it so everyone kind of had the idea that Beatrice one of the largest cities without a brewery that you know that might go over well with the community and they confronted me, asked about, you know, do you want to, do you want to brew beer down here? You know, I came with some recommendations. I've been brewing for 13 years, and I said, well, if I can be part owner, I will. And then, you know, we brought on a team of brewers, so we take like a 
kind of a team approach to brewing all these beers. We don't do the titles, head brewers, stuff like that. We just all contribute. But yeah, a lot of work, a lot of sweat and tears went into making this old building look decent. And uh, here we are. So talk about the building a little bit. We got a little bit of a tour while we were waiting for your oh, cool. big important people meeting to be done. <laughs> But it sounds like it's got a really cool history. Yeah, it's uh, from what I understand, and this, you know, a lot of this comes from the property owner too, but it was put up in about the 1870s, and I think it's been anything. It started off as a saloon, and so full circle, here we are again serving beers. Um, it was a clothing shop. I think there was a buggy shop upstairs. Um, word on the street is I think it was a brothel at one point in time. Oh. There was, it was, well, technically I think it was listed as Miss Marquette's um, boarding room for women or something, whatever. <laughs> Read between the lines, like I think we know. Gotcha. Very wholesome. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. And uh, then it was a big grocer for a while between 1900 and 1950. And while you guys were walking through the buildings, all that graffiti and stuff on the wall, that was likely the stock boys having fun. <laughs> And a lot of phallic symbols have been covered up. Um, there's a reference I to there was yeah. a, a noticeable absence of phallic symbols. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, not as many as in the Blue Blood Cave. That thing's riddled with penises. But <laughs> that's what this podcast should be called: Riddled with Penises. <laughs> the next spinoff: Riddled with Penises. Uh, this is the take, by the way. Are you ready for the? I'm take? I'm ready for the take. So I walked in oh, here, here we go. and I thought to myself and looked around a little bit. This would be the best brewery space in Lincoln. Wow. Wow. It, it wow. would be. I'm not kidding. Like, it's, it's awesome. You got natural light coming in, huge windows, massive space, high ceilings. Like, and, and for me, we've talked about this before on the podcast. For me, like, that makes it. I mean, obviously the beer makes it. But the brewery experience? Yes. Yeah, well, that was kind of the idea behind the podcast. And just in general, was replicating that brewery experience, right? And... We don't often get to do that with the ambiance. Today we do. Mm -hmm. It does kind of feel, if we're going to Lincolnize this a little bit, like a mixture between code and boiler, I think. You've got the, the big open windows of code, mm -hmm. but it's, it's much bigger than code, you know? But you've got the history and, and the exposed elements that you get down in boiler. And that was before I knew that it was a brothel at one point. So. <laughs> <laughs> Three more spots up the totem pole. There. Right, yeah. exactly. That's, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome just walking around and... Got it all set up down underneath with the with where you guys brew and stuff. I mean, it's it's great. And then we're just getting started on the beers. So. Oh yeah, I'm already a beer in. Was that? Oh yeah, no, you're done. No, you're on. Is track. this how we do them? We just slam the beers yeah, down and then so. talk about it a little yeah. bit. All right. yeah. Well, why don't you give us kind of a rundown of everything we've got in front of us right now? All right. So we're we're starting off with our light beer. We're making you talk. We're doing all the drinking. We're making you talk. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted to do the drinking. All right. So we're just starting off with our light beer. So this is the, uh, first of all, let me preface by saying when we started brewing in Beatrice, which I grew up here for 18 years, moved to Lincoln, still live in Lincoln, but we had no idea what people here in Beatrice were gonna drink. Sure. So we just like speckled the board. We're like, we'll throw everything at them from light beer, which we knew would sell because you know it's a light beer, but uh, Vienna lagers to IPAs, to chocolate stouts, to sour beers, to everything. That's interesting because that was when I first saw your tap list, when you first opened, that was my first impression was they have one of everything. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that was well, kind of on purpose, right? Yeah, well we didn't know what they were gonna drink. So we're like, hey, here you go, Beatrice. Tell us what, tell <laughs> here, us what you here like. Here is beer. Yeah, nice. turns out they like everything. <laughs> so, I mean, at least they tell it's me. A lot work for you yeah 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 we have to keep up with all this but okay so in front of us we have our lightest version um, it's just a light American ale which isn't really a category of any beer but it's a light American ale 
Um, we have a Vienna Lager, Trails Inn, that's the one we're going to have next, followed by our newest release, we just tapped it today, um, it's a Bach, a German traditional Bach, and then we're jumping into a, our kind of our feature IPA, it's our Mummy Trail IPA, so that's kind of the one that we keep on tap all the time, and then we mix in some other IPAs here and there. But that's but the flagship? That's, that's, yeah, that's our flagship IPA. Is that, right? was that the plan going in? It was, or, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. We knew we'd have an IPA on tap, um, even though the property owners were like, I don't know if people drink IPAs. <laughs> we're like, just, just give them a chance, so they'll drink it. So that, you, you talk about the Beatrice community and, and how they've come to accept you. Was there any sort of pushback at all from, from Bushlight drinkers and things like that? I, if there was, I didn't. They didn't really come in here to tell me about okay, it. Okay, you know, <laughs> that's possible. Just being a brewery and all. Um, I do get a lot of people calling me up though. This is completely off topic, and they're like, "So do you have uh, Southern Comfort?" And I'm like, "Well, we're a brewery," but I. And then they're like, "Never mind." <laughs> so it's, oh, what? Just kidding. Bye bye. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> bars have that usually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, There's one right across the street. But, so. In, in any direction, I imagine. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so I've, I've heard some kind of exciting things about your space and the future of your space, but mm -hmm. I'll let you talk about it as much as you're willing and able about kind of what's what's next for this space. Um, we have, so this is kind of the most recent development. It went in front of the city council a while ago, and we're trying to be the first indoor entertainment district in Nebraska. And so within this building, we have not only our brewery, but we have a, a badass cigar shop. So people have to check out the yeah. cigars. And we have the guy was uh, killing the banjo. Oh, yeah. Like a cigar yeah. box banjo. Yeah. yeah. Freddie's a cool guy. He can play badass. banjos. And he just picked it up like three months ago, and he's no already kidding. really good. Wow. He's incredible. Yeah. Right, right? <laughs> okay, we should go say hi. <laughs> Freddie! <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, so we have the boutique, we have the um, cigar shop, we have an art studio going downstairs, and we have a speakeasy going downstairs. Mm. And so we think within a few months, and that's the property owners, they're, they're kind of in charge of that, but they're getting a mixologist from the other room up in Lincoln, you guys have probably, probably been there, Heard to come down and train. A train all of these. for me. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know, I've never been there. Yeah, I've been there once, and um, yeah, the drinks are a little pricey, but they're really good. I mean, yeah. they, you know, they'll make their own right. liquors and alcohol, you know, to mix with their stuff too. And Do they have like a happy hour or a daily special <laughs> or something like that? You know, I gotta know the secret knock. <laughs> yeah. That's the but, thing, yeah. No, I'm gonna, gonna have a special like the lights bookcase on, right? out of the Yeah, then there's room I, for you in I there. don't and know what the gimmick's gonna be, but there's gonna be some kind of gimmick. Yeah. Well and I know a rose on the door or something. In the other room you you know, supposed to be on your cell phone and just hush conversations. It's kinda nice change of pace you know from going to some of the other places to just be able to go in there and sit in a nice comfortable chair like you find somebody's living room or something and have a conversation with a couple of people rather than right. yelling across the table like you have to some places and they line the whole place with ties because apparently that's like a sound dampener on the walls really? so they go all out there and they serve i think 50 percent of their drinks is they serve with egg whites in them i haven't quite embraced yeah. that yet huh. i had but, the, i had that at a, a speakeasy in kansas city yeah. they had a whole bunch of different stuff with egg whites in them yeah. Weird. It, it, it like it just thickens it. Yeah, it's I didn't weird. know that was a thing, but yeah. it is. Yeah. You haven't tried that in the beers yet. No. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you could use the uh, the medical thickener. Oh God, don't. <laughs> from from dog Manny Free Beer. Oh, yeah. 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 No, don't. We're not gonna do <laughs> that. They're they're not serving that here. Keep the specimen cups away. <laughs> <laughs> Hard pass. Uh, 
this being a logger. We're not doing rating yet. I don't know how you want to do rating. Yeah, we're, we're, that'll we're, be. We're going through some beers tonight. We're doing flights of, I think, everything on the menu. Is that the kind of yeah, plan? Yeah, pretty much everything. I might, if we have something that isn't up to your standards, I might not put it on there. <laughs> uh, no, everything on there is pretty good. We'll everything just, we'll just serve, serve everything. So we have, you know, we'll have ciders and sours and whatever. All right, well, uh, we probably should have talked about this before we were rolling, but, like, how honest do you want us to be about your beers here, you know? I want, I want the feedback. Okay. I want I want honesty. I'm I okay if you, if you, you know, I know you normally, from what I've heard on your podcast when I found out I was going to be on it and actually <laughs> listen to it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and it's good, don't. by the way. It's good. <laughs> yeah, most yeah. Yeah. So what is this? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point, yeah. But I've noticed your ratings always kind of fall around that seven to eight mark. Seven point five. If, can, yep. can I go on the record and say I blame Connor for that one? Yeah, that's, that's the way it went. You, you slowly, beginning. Mark, adapted to my scale. I know. I'm really sad about it. I don't know really what happened. Well, because I yeah. felt bad when you would give it a seven two and I'd give it a four eight. I felt really <laughs> bad about that. When we generally agree on the beer, it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's where I was going with this. So if you give me a 4.8, I can handle it. Okay. Just, I just never will make that beer again. So. <laughs> going to cry myself to sleep all week long. Exactly. Well, it's going to oh, go, down, fine. go downstairs and grab the keg and take it home so nobody else can have it. You described the first one as a, like, the alternative to Bud Light. Bush Light, but Yeah, I mean, that's what this Which town, is exactly what I taste. I mean, yeah. yeah. It has a little, I mean, it's not made with corn syrup or anything like that, but it's just basically just barley and... What's happened out there? Out there? I have no it got idea. quiet. There was whistling and then it, was, it got quiet. We, we like there's a party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Beatrice, it's Homestead Days this weekend, so there's lots of festivities going on. Wow. Out For on the, the street. They seem festive. We're not the most drunk people in the room. All right. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> so you never know. <laughs> uh, this lager, I was first lager you brewed. Well, to, oh, the Trails End, yeah, it was the, the first end, yeah. official lager that we brewed, so, and it's Vienna lager, it was, Jim, you can talk about the Vienna lager if you want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah it's pretty much uh, 95% Vienna malt, um, so if you know anything about, about malts, it's uh, one of the sweeter, uh, it's got some toasty notes to it, uh, so it's kind of, we followed the kind of the traditional, the traditional style by making it with a 100% base malt of Vienna, so you're going to get that sweet maltiness out of it. Uh, I, I was expecting, and this is my own, you know, naiveness with the style. But I see the word Vienna, and mm-hmm. I just assume darker. And I, just, mm-hmm. I, I think German beers, and I generally think right. darker. You know, sure. Um, so trying it, it was much lighter and much more refreshing yeah. than I was expecting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and we know expectations mean nothing for me. It's not going <laughs> to influence my decision at all in any way. But good start so are you rating these as we go then what what do we do like two at a time or four at a time or like one at a time or? <laughs> it's a very let's, let's go let's let's try two at a time okay two okay. at a time uh, which means i should pull up some sort of word file here and keep track of it as we go you want me to do it on my phone or something yeah that'd be good that'd All be right, good I got you. thanks i what got you so why don't you start then the uh the, the light the light is that just what it's called stone hollow light, light. yeah stone hollow light what do we call it? Yeah, Hollow Light, I yeah. think, is where we went with this. Which is its second name. It is, because at first it was SHBC Light, and it was an acronym that nobody got. Stone Hollow Brewing Company. Yeah, that was really, <laughs> so, really difficult. But yeah, what, people what were was calling the, it what was the up? Shithouse yeah. Because. I don't know. <laughs> shit Happens Because. Shit Happens Because. There's all sorts light of stuff. Or something yeah. like that, yeah. I so know. I just. <laughs> the I just. I in the bud. <laughs> yeah, I just. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's good. I. 
I guess I would be looking for it in a, a 30 pack out in the grocery store or right. something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. What is it? What is the uh, ABV? Yeah, right, right around there. Actually, yeah, right. just yeah. pop this open. You can actually. The brewers are looking at the menu now, so they don't know what the know. numbers are on their beers. What did you say? <laughs> Four point nine. 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 A, little a little heavy for a light. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. It's just you, you almost didn't serve it to us because it, it's not what it's, we're looking right. for. And it's, it's not what we're looking for. Like, it, it's fine. It's just not why I go to a brewery. Exactly. Right. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know, 6'3", I suppose. Like, it, it's fine. It's fine. But I'm, I'm not going to order it again. I think if we had Bush Light on this, that I would rate it like a 6'5". Yeah. So I mean I would I would go like you guys said a step above that like six eight six nine if I wanted to be nice <laughs> six you mean kind yeah no no not kind nice uh, I got it kind I got it yeah six nine let's do that I like that I like the expectation thing like I, I'm not rating it it's weird because at the end of the day when we have all these beers rated it's technically I'm rating all the beers against each other. But, but but that's not really what it ends up being because you kind of look at it in the style and it's good for the style. So that's yeah. basically the right. rationale behind that. Yeah, I hope you've learned that from your little bit listening to us. Yeah. That ratings don't mean anything at all. Yeah. Right? It's all about where we start the bar at the beginning of the night and then everything is judged accordingly. But that starting bar is... So does everything get better then as you're drinking? Like at the not end of the night? Or you're not okay. necessarily. It depends on the night. Uh, how heavy the, the beers are. That's why we gave you the light first. Yeah, we're working up to the good stuff. We actually had someone uh, trick us and send us beers wrapped in electric tape, uh, electrical tape, and uh, a beer that we had had before, and we tested and said it was. We gave it a harsh rating, and then we rated it better the next time around yeah. because. You gave it much. I think you went from like five five to an eight two or something like yeah. that. It was Compl- I'm just completely full of shit. Sam Adams, <laughs> Sam Adams, yeah, Sam Adams. Adams. Yes. All right. yeah. I just found out that Sam Adams, uh, their flagship beer, the Boston Lager, is actually a Vienna Lager. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I just read. Oh, did really you know Vienna. that? Oh. Maybe I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, it sounds right. I did read that it, though. Yeah. But that would be kind of a, a little bit darker. Right, than, so you're looking at what we yeah. just kind of had, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of, the Vienna Lager, the Trails End, uh, I thought a step up. It more Same. of that maltiness, more of what you would be looking for with something like Vienna in the title. Um, again, maybe not necessarily what I'm looking for, but on, like, I'm still sweating just from walking outside for five minutes. <laughs> so uh, it's great on a day like today. I'll go... Just under that 7.5 threshold, we'll call it 7.3. Yeah, I was, I was going to say exactly 7.3. Cool, make sure you put it in your phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so you did, what did you say on light? No, I don't remember. Five. Nope. No, six, sure. three. You said six, three. Okay. And then I said seven, no, six, nine. Yeah, nice. And then we Nebraska. did the... Nice. That's good. Not for everyone. And... And I did a... We both did 7-3. Seven, 7-3? Three. Seven, three. Yeah, we're yep. caught up. Uh, brewers, I'm not going to make you read your Yeah, let's beers. not do that. But Andrew, on whatever scale you so choose. Andrew, now remember you're a regular. <laughs> regular, no, I'm yes. Just, I'm just messing. I looked up, but on, on, on tapped, I think I'm sitting third in the standings of most check-ins <laughs> down here, so i got to step my game yeah. up a little Keep bit. Well, if, if, we're, if we're going with all these beers tonight, you might catch <laughs> up a little. So. 
Although the, the guy that's in first is somebody that works here, so I think that's cheating. That it is cheating. cheating. Yeah. And he gives us fives all across the board, so that's yeah. really cheating. He's paid yeah. to yeah. <laughs> He's paid to like yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the lights, I think it's a great one. You know, if you got a buddy you want to come into a, a brewery with uh, that maybe isn't into the craft beer stuff, um, that's one of the ones on the menu here that I know I could point to and say, you'll like that one. You know, if you're if you like other, be- you know, just general light beers, you'll be able to drink that one. There's a couple others, I think, that we'll get to that are in different styles later on that work for those kind of people, too. But um, I don't know of anybody that's come in that's, you know, your typical bush light drinker or whatever and didn't didn't like that one. I mean, it's, right. you know, so I, I think for, for what it is and that sort of thing, it's, it's great. Yeah. So. Um, and the Trails End, uh, I'll be honest, the first time I had it, I didn't really care for it. But uh, kind of time and place, wow, I think, some of those. Right here. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're on the other end of the table. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, much much better tonight than when I had it that first time. So, I, like I said, I just think, you know, at that point it, was, it wasn't what I was looking for that time. But, um, yeah, definitely something that works. I, I think there's, you know, the maltiness to it, you know, have it when you're barbecuing or whatever, and, you know, fits in with that kind of thing too. Some of the were you were you about to say that it's not a lager? The light, which one? The light. Yeah, yeah. The light is an ale. Yeah, so, so it's not actually a lager. It's going to be a little bit more fruity than your typical yeah. lager would be. Well, what I that, that's surprising. Yeah, I think um, the menu says cream ale. Really? Yeah. It, it's close. It's tough to Minus the to, there's not really a category, so we just kind yeah. of make stuff up. Make it up. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what I appreciate is that I think a lot of breweries have when the bush light drinker comes in. This is what we're going to recommend, and it's a Kolsch that's going to be too hoppy or something along those lines. Right, right. This, this one, I, like you said, anybody can. It, nobody's going to be offended by it. It so. doubles in sales of any other beer we have. No so kidding. just yeah, just you know, it's yeah. it's where we are. Not surprised. All right. Does that does that disappoint you in any way? Oh yeah, a little bit. I actually had my first pint of that beer like a week ago. Really? <laughs> so I've never. I haven't even drank it. Yeah. But, we're going to uh, start tweaking the recipe now, and we'll slowly drift all those people that want that over that's to That's the goal. That's the guide. goal. <laughs> it is our least expensive beer to make, though, so... Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, it's yeah, a win. Yeah, so it's the most profitable as well. <laughs> so, okay, so what, what's your brewing background? Like, what do you like to brew? What, what do you want to brew? Ooh, okay, well, my brewing back. I've been brewing for about 13 years um, with a lot of the commercial brewers out there now. Tim Thompson, we brewed a lot with him. Brian Hazing at 5168. So we all kind of ran the same circle. So we've been brewing about, I've been brewing 13 years and Jim here, I think he's been brewing right at right at the same amount of time. Within six months of each other. Yeah. yeah, we had a genius chemical engineer friend that taught us how to brew. And so we kind of started at the same time. But uh, what was the question? Repeat. <laughs> Tell, tell me yeah. about your background. Oh, what, yeah. what do you yeah. like to brew? So I started off brewing like all Belgians, and everything I brewed was a Belgian ale or a Christmas beer. Ironically, I don't I don't really even care for Christmas beers, but huh. I brewed a lot of them. Um, a great and presence. then I and then I just got kind of tired of them, so I dabbled in IPAs. Um, I went to some other things, but then somewhere in the middle of it, I went through this BJCP class, which beer ju- or beer judging certification program, and so. Jason McLaughlin, he's he's big in the beer scene. He was actually taught me through the course, and uh, I gained an appreciation for just every style of beer. And so I really don't I don't even know if I have a favorite style of beer, but I've brewed just about every style of beer, and I appreciate them for what they are. So I that's just kind of my background. I just brew, and now I'm getting crazy. I'm 
trying to go Tim Thompson crazy. So I'm yeah. like, what more can I add to this beer? How crazy can I make it? So that's kind of the point I'm at now. So do you have a preference between brewing true to style versus going crazy with adjuncts? Is one more fun than the other for you? Yeah, probably the going crazy with the adjuncts is a little more fun because, you know, you can create things that's never been done before. But I do have an appreciation for the traditional styles. So I appreciate a, you know, a Vienna lager or a Bach that's made well to form. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah. I, I love this question that Fridge Guys likes to ask all the brewers that come on. And it's, if you could brew a beer, cost is no issue, time is no issue. Like, what's your, your dream beer? It's the, it's the, the, the white whale out there that you just would love to go after. Damn it. That's hard. Um, I think I'd just make some... Just a crazy sour. I don't know if you guys have heard of, uh, I'm sure you have, but the the brewery in California. I don't know. Okay, so they make these crazy-ass stouts, and, I mean, they're, like, we're talking 22% ABV yeah. on these things. But what I'm most impressed with is their sours. So they make these, like, just, I don't know, just puckering sours that you'll be salivating from three feet away, you know, the minute you pop the bottle. So I think if I had to go anywhere and I just want to brew beer, it'd be those really sour sours with a whole bunch of adjuncts. So any fruit, some weird fruit from South America, I don't know. That's, that's what I'd do. Same question. For me, it's huge Imperial Stouts. Yeah. Imperial Stouts and, and IPAs are my favorite two styles. And, and I kind of focused on, well, my home brewing, I focused more on IPAs. I brewed three IPAs for every one beer, other beer I brewed. But I, I did do a ton of, ton of different styles. I didn't do a lot of lagers. So I didn't. I'm kind Who's of got that. time to wait for a Yeah, it, it takes time and it takes extra space and more equipment and everything. I did do a few, but not a ton. Uh, but IPAs was kind of my, my wheelhouse. So. It's a pretty well-rounded uh, brewing team then. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And actually, the guy sitting back there is really quiet, but he's our third brewer. <laughs> he's, he's just kind of looking at me right now. What's, but, what's his yeah. favorite style? What, what would you like to brew? See? Oktoberfest oh, guys. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he's big into those. That's he makes a well really good one, too. And we're going to have, uh, we're going to try to have this kick-ass Oktoberfest down yeah. here. And, uh, yeah, like a big Oktoberfest. So we're going to brew his, make sure his Martin's on tap for Sweet. that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. The Bach was great. He's a German guy. I, I don't know. Are you even German? The Bach is awesome. I don't awesome. even know. You are? Okay, he's German. <laughs> you don't look German. <laughs> I'd agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Your nose is so small. <laughs> I just defended all of Beatrice right there because they're all Germans. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. No worries. The Bach was brand new, just tapped today, right? Yep, yep. It tasted fresh. It did. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but... Sounds like a smart yeah, thing That's my, my first taste of it, even. I've, I've had all the other ones, but right. <laughs> my first taste of the Bach tonight, too, so. Cool. That's good. Do we have any, like, normal podcast stuff to talk about? That's actually a great question. I, I usually leave you in charge of that, but yeah, probably could have got some other stuff. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I just, I just wanted to criticize all the, all the beers, so that was actually what I wrote down was criticizing beers. It's on the list. It's on my list. You wrote that? I did. Okay, so a question for me, and I've, I think I kind of know the answer for you guys, at least Mark and Connor, but mm-hmm. um, are you, do you find yourselves to be more seasonal beer drinkers, or, you know, like, I know there's, you know, time and place, we've, and we've talked about that, but... Um, is there a certain type that doesn't matter the temperature, the snowfall, the whatever, like that beer is going to be good for you? Or 
yeah, for me, IPAs all day long, anytime. Yep. Like yep. It, it doesn't matter what season it is. Stouts, I'm a, I'm I'm not a summer stout guy. You know, I don't I don't really I like stouts, but I just I can't embody them in the summer. But what I'm finding because we don't have any stouts on tap right now is that I get 20 people a day here saying where's your biggest stout and so really? I think we're going to have to make sure we have a stout on tap all year round. That's got to be that's, what, that's the demand though that's, that's what people want. That's yeah. Walk into a brewery and say what's your biggest stout. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a big power move. Yeah. Right. Well that's, well that's true. That's true. It's also I think maybe where you get the most diversity from, from brewery to brewery. Yeah. A little bit. You know what's your, your take on a big Flavorful, sweet stout. Um, it's interesting. Uh, that's also got to be. You talk about what's the cheapest and most expensive. I don't imagine those big stouts are cheap to brew. No. Um, yeah. Got to be a little bit of a, a tightrope to walk for you then, if you're if you're brewing those and having them on tap this time of year. Yeah, this is something that we never took into consideration. Home brewing. You know, you sure, just, yeah. You make what you want, and sure. then you go with it. Yeah. Where here, you know. A batch that cost me fifty bucks at home might cost us a thousand here, you know, to make. And so then you got to adjust your how you're going to adjust your pricing. And then are people going to buy it at that price point? There's a lot more to consider than there is when you're just making what you want to make at home. This is why I just so. drink and I don't brew. <laughs> and the and the time that goes into it. I remember, you know, on the homebrew level, I would uh, if I'm making a coconut stout, for example, or you know, chocolate coconut stout to where the cacao nibs have to be toasted. I ran into that problem because we made a chocolate coconut stout here right away. And so at home, I just go toast some chocolate and some coconut right. in on, on your 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, in 20 minutes, and then just put it in the beer. Here, here I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make this. And so I think I spent eight hours toasting coconut oh, yeah. to I just to put in. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. And the cacao nibs, and it was, yeah, it's you, you still so do the it time. On your <laughs> no, actually, yes. You yeah. Know, now that you mentioned, it wasn't my stovetop, but it was a stovetop. Yeah. So I went down the street about a half a block, and I'm like, "Hey, do you guys have an oven?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we have an oven." And I go, "Can I use it?" And it smelled delicious in there all day, oh, so bet. they were thankful. But yeah, they didn't know I was going to hang out with them for eight hours. But and there it was. Yeah. That's cool, Connor. What, people talk about IPAs. You're just talking seasonal beers. What season do you associate IPAs with? I was. Oh, okay. Um, Probably summer, I guess. I think so too. I got this has been a couple yeah. years, but I, I remember having conversations at work uh, and people were saying, "I don't want IPAs in the summer. Don't give me those big, huh. heavy, bitter IPAs in the summer." I view them as summery beers. You know? Well, I mean, on the scale of beer, I, I well, <laughs> right? I mean, it's lighter than a stout, which is the one I associate with winter. winter. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. You've got I, a Martin in the middle. I, I was saying, but, like, I, I've gotten away a little bit from the whole seasonal thing. And most of it before, I think, was just, I will only drink stouts in the winter. Uh-huh. And now, I, you know, I, I don't care all that much anymore. Like, I was drink, I, we had a stout today on the, on the day job. And I'm like, this works for right now. Really? Uh, I think I've got away from it a little bit more. Does that, does that speak to how you changed as a beer drinker? Like Probably. The, the way you drink beer? You're not slamming no, four I, or five of them? Yeah, I think it's uh, back to uh, back to basics. Just, I want, I'll have whatever, I'll drink whatever, and it's, is it good or is it bad? You know, like, <laughs> at some point, we've talked about them a lot on the podcast and sure. stuff like that, and there's a lot of different thoughts and is it good? Is it bad? Is probably the only one that really matters. <laughs> right. I I am a big seasonal beer drinker for yeah. sure. 
and it it kind of bothers me with breweries, especially those who distribute. And I don't know if you guys have plans to distribute or not. Eventually, maybe. Um, yeah. But you've got that race to be first with whatever style, and then when it's actually time to drink that beer, it's gone. That's right. right. It's, it's, yep. it's the worst. And the absolute worst. It drives me nuts when I'm seeing spring beers in December's and. Martins in June and things like that. I think Sam Adams' Oktoberfest comes out on August 1st yep. now. Yeah. Yep. That's ridiculous. But yeah. but that's what the breweries feel like they have to do because, especially you talk about the business side of it, I've heard this a thousand times, if that Oktoberfest is still on the shelf November 1st, yep. yeah. never going to sell. Never going to sell. Right. So you've got to get it out early and you've got to pump it out. You've got to get that hype of being out there first and getting the excitement of, yeah, it's Oktoberfest season. But that means you've got to do it earlier and earlier because everyone's catching up to whatever was earliest last year. It drives me nuts. You think if there was a brewery that just like did the, the beers at the proper times that they would, the people would notice it and they'd be like, hey, look, this is normal. We're not having Oktoberfest <laughs> on July 31st this year. This is good. I, I would hope that people would be able to see that get I would hope so, too. Well, I would think your local craft place would hopefully do that, you know, like, I mean, you know, when they're making it, they can plan it out a little better. If you're going to ship, you know, bottle it and send it somewhere, that, sure. know, that gets a lot harder, but uh, one thing I was thinking as we're talking about all this is, I think most all of us said that IPA is the one that we would go year-round with or whatever, but, you know, I was sitting here thinking about it, too, even just within IPA, though, there's so many different styles of IPA, you know, like, I don't know, for me in the summer... Uh, you know, some of the juicy ones, you know, when it's nice and hot, like some of the juice, you know, which borderline shandy, I guess, with some more hops, sure, you know, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I, I've just somehow, I guess, convinced myself that that it does work in the, like that super hazy IPA or whatever does work in the winter. Oh, well, you've got IPAs going up 7 8%, 8.5% Yeah, volume. right. Yeah. They're going to warm you up in the winter. Exactly. So, yep. yeah. That's kind of what it is. By the way, this IPA is really good. Oh, yeah. And I think we're going in, like, the perfect direction, you know, like, just kind of stepping up every time. Yeah. Should we should we get the next flight rolling? Like The next well. flight going? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys, okay, so, I'll well, make sure that happens. Brian, so. you can't leave, though, because this IPA we're drinking, the oh. Mummy Trail. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were in, like, my wife and I were in here a week ago, I think it was, and uh, might have been on our anniversary. And there was this other lady in here that was happy like, oh, oh, thanks, yeah. Hey, yeah. happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Uh, uh, anyway, and she comes up to us and like, the mummy trail. She, and she was asking Brian why he named it that. Then yeah. she proceeded to tell a story. So Right. She was kind of grilling me on it, I think, you know. So this, this older woman comes up and she's like, I want, I want the mummy trail. And, you know, I'll preface by saying we, this is a local, when I was, when I was young, um, we named this after an actual trail here in Beatrice in Chautauqua Park. So when I was young and we had, our parents were playing softball or whatever, all the kids would run around and go to the woods and we found what everyone called the mummy trail, the haunted mummy trail. So we'd, we'd take it and have fun. But uh, this lady comes up and she just starts grilling me. And she's like, how do you know about the mummy trail? I'm like, well, I walked on it. Where is it at? Chautauqua Park. Which end of Chautauqua Park? So we were yeah, just it was, it was very strange. Like, yeah, good th there wasn't that many of us in here at that point. So, no. But like all of us stopped and we all just kind of turned and look at this lady. Like, what is going on? You know. Right. And and finally she believed me that I that I actually walked this mummy trail. And then she went into this story about how her and her sister actually named this trail the Mummy Trail back in the 1960s. Whoa. And yeah, it had something to do with 
she lived around it and there were mounds. Andrew, maybe do you remember it a little bit yeah, better? Yeah, I think there she was saying there was there was native, mounds. Yeah. And and she <laughs> talked where there's this little waterfall place down there and then legend or rumor or whatever has it right. that there's an Indian buried there, I guess. I don't know, I haven't lived here long enough to know all of the you know, ins and outs. But right. so then the mounds up on this hill on the trail like well there's indians buried there and because they're buried then therefore they turn into mummies and the trail that goes between them and whatever you know therefore it was the mummy trail so we pulled up google maps that night while she was here and we were looking at it we're like well it's got to be right up there through the trees so yeah i think it'd be really cool uh in the fall or even maybe next spring before all the grass is waist high to (laughs) do a, a mummy trail hike and Yes, let's take do some, that. Take some growlers out there. And <laughs> I love it. I love everything you're saying. Have a mummy trail on the mummy trail. Yes. I'm a little confused as to how burying an Indian makes a mummy. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. okay. Look Obviously, look it. Obviously dead. This was before like zombies, you know? Sure. So like back sure. in the 60s and 80s, zombies weren't a big thing, I don't think. So mummies were kind of the scariest thing you had. I don't know. It's my take on it. So how did the beer become it? Become I, I just named I'm like, you know, I was thinking of a cool namesake, and we're just, Mummy Trail just kind of just kind of happened. I don't know. I don't remember the process. Part. It's like, well, hey, it, what do you guys think about Mummy Trail? Yeah, that sounds cool. Let's do it. <laughs> I know you guys have had, not, not trouble, but it's kind of hard to name beers these days. Oh, there's so many beers out there. Yeah. yeah, there's only so many words, and people take them all. And then people that take those words say that you can't use these words. And so, yeah, it's so, tough. Um, there's I, I, only so many words. Yeah. It's true. The, the dictionary is fine. We learned that with the spelling bee. There's only so many words, and now we have eight Shit. winners. Uh, um, I was looking at your untapped list, and I noticed you've got a, a different... You know, marketing element to each one too, right. a, a picture or, or whatever, and I, I always find it interesting the the decision breweries make with that. Do we kind of keep everything generic? Do we try and go unique for each one? You, you've clearly chosen to go unique. Is there a certain reason why? Oh God, um, no. First of all, I'm horrible at uh, graphic art. I okay. just know nothing about graphic art, but it kind of falls on me because I don't know a graphic artist. So if anybody's listening to this and you're a graphic artist, <laughs> give me a ring. But uh, <laughs> It's usually about two hours before release, and I'm like, what are we going to do with this? And I still use paint because it's the only thing I've ever really oh, used. No. I know, I know. <laughs> Don't let it get out. But now you're dating I'm, yourself. I'm, oh, no. <laughs> I know, right? But no, now I'm getting into Canva, so this is like a oh. whole new thing, but I still haven't reached the level of like Photoshop and GIMP and stuff like that. But no, it's usually, uh, I just kind of try to put a spin on whatever the name is and make things as you know clever as I can, but it... Usually it just fails, and I just find pictures, and that, that's it. <laughs> and add words to them, because that's all you can do in paint, is add yeah, words add to words. a picture. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just take it in Microsoft Word, do some word art. <laughs> right. Very cool. 3D. <laughs> are, we, are we ready to rate? I think so. Yeah. I'm ready to rate. I don't know about you guys. I am. Cool. Go for uh, it. So we started here with the box. Does the box have a name? Or is it just the box? Baby Got Bach. Uh, baby's Got Bach. Ba- baby Got Bach. Yeah. yeah. We try to be punny with our name. No, I think it's just Baby Got Bach. Okay. Yeah. Baby's was taken. Sing the song. <laughs> <laughs> baby's was taken. Uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was really... You talk about brewing beers true to style. I thought that one was super true to style. Um, and that's one I would come to a brewery and I would seek out and I would want to find. Uh, I'm going to go pretty high on that one. I, Eight one. Wow. I would go seven point seven on this just on the block just because I'm gonna rate 
the IPA higher. higher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, thoughts on the Bach? First taste today? Yeah, my first taste of the Bach, uh, it's, it's very true to the style, you know. Um, I don't know, like for me, seasonal whatever, if this is necessarily the time of year for me. Right. But sadly, the, the time of year will be here very soon. Uh, as, a, as a teacher, summer is going way too fast, you know, so. <laughs> I got to say, you being a teacher and us being in sports, very different views on the summer. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's baseball season, so that's all that really matters. That's true, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's what carries our programming from day to day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... Uh, no, it's it's it is good. I, I will definitely have that one again when I when I hear tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> is, tomorrow is, is it, do you have enough of it that's going to be around in September, October, or is it going to be gone I, by then? No, it'll March. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be brewing some different authentic German beers by the time okay. that rolls around. Cool. <laughs> uh, the other one was the Mummy Mummy Trail IPA, the flagship IPA here yeah. at Stonehall yeah. Brewing. Uh, if you were to classify it as a style, what would you call it? American IPA, American like IPA. straight up, yeah. yeah. No double or hazy or anything, hazy, just straight up straight American IPA. IPA. Not West Coast. It's probably bordering on West Coast, yeah. It's Colorado. We're not going to call it that because <laughs> West Coast scares people away. That's true. Right. So, right. We're, not gonna, we're not going to call it that. And I, I wouldn't necessarily classify it. No. Right, it's American. Yeah. Nebraska yep. IPA. There you go. So... Uh, it's a new style. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I personal preference, time and place, preferred the Bach, but a fantastic IPA, and one I would, I have had before, the only of your beers that I have had before today, thanks to oh. Andrew sharing. Oh. Um, yeah, the, the first batch of that, so this is on the second batch of Mummy Trail now that oh. we brewed here, so. Yeah. It was a great Easter treat that day. <laughs> um, met up in his parents' driveway, yeah. shared a beer. Nice. Cool. Panama fun. 7-9. All that said, seven nine. Seven nine. Yeah, no. I once again, I don't know if it was coming from the other three that we had, but it, like, you know, it kind of hit you intensified. Bit, yeah, which, which is uh, fine for me. I would say uh, the same as you rated the buck. I would say eight one. Can we just flip flop? Yep. Really good. For a uh, for not, for just a you know. Run of the mill IPA, like it's just a really good IPA. Run of the mill. Run of the mill style IPA. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. Brian walks out of the room and all of a sudden he's all run of the mill. Jim's yeah. still here. Where's trash? I'm by still the way. right here. Yeah. <laughs> That's my recipe, by the way. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, let's do some some weird podcasty sorts of things. All right. While we're waiting on our next flight. Can't wait. Um, I don't know how weird we're gonna. Have we talked to aliens much on this podcast? Oh, I'm sure. I feel like the alien thing is kind of ramping up. I saw today Congress is getting briefed on aliens. Like Congress. Congress. Don't we have better things to do? I don't know. Can't Space that's Force kind of the handle this? That's Force. why we have the Space Force. That's, that's why we have Space Trying Force. to get funding. And that's not there yet. So Wait, are, we, are we going political now? We can. Oh. It tends I think to you've done that place. There's that new show on Friday nights on like Discovery or whatever that uh, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but uh, the former frontman of or current I guess I don't know if Blink 182 is still a thing. As crazy <laughs> as that sounds, uh, his name is Tom, and uh, yeah, he's Tom. got a show, and it's called uh, uh, it's the name escapes me right now, but uh, and he's got he's assembled this team of ex-military experts that all are on board that believing in uh, UFOs and they're, they're showing footage that I, I guess uh, about six months ago the Navy released some footage that pilots 
head um, of, of UFOs. Oh, no, I heard about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I heard it. Yeah. yeah, so that's it's a thing, I guess. It's, it's pretty... Are, are we... Is this like a going to be a do you believe conversation? Uh, or what do we do there? Well, we can either go that route or Andrew's political route. Yeah. Okay. Either way. Well, I think the politics is the, the Space Force thing. Like, <laughs> you know, we can get into that. But Space Force needs to handle this. This is why we. This is why we have Space Force. Right. That or they got taken the asteroid that's coming to destroy us all. The show is called Unidentified: Colon Inside America's UFO Investigation. All right. I'm interested. It's on the History Channel. I would yeah, say sorry. that this is, this uh, is the point in the show where we uh, Google things. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit slower on my phone, but yeah, that's exactly what just happened. I'd say that uh, aliens, aliens are, are you know they probably exist. But what are they? What are the Ooh. forms of these aliens? What are any of us? They don't look like they are. I mean, they can't be just little green dudes, right? Like they are in the movies. I don't think they are anyway. Well, if they're the, flying the ship here, it probably doesn't have any of them on it. It's probably a drone anyway, right? Is it a ship? Whatever it is, I have no idea. But what else are you going to call it? I just a plane. A I saucer? just think there's. There, the movies have definitely made us think this way about right. aliens. Like they fly down in a flying saucer, and you know it's all high tech in there and stuff, and they walk off and and they go or whatever. And that's the alien story. No, oh, okay, thank you. And that's how they talk to each other. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what they would look like. I don't know what they would be. Well, I've I've, I've heard this argument that. We as humans, we perceive carbon-based life forms. That's what we we're talking about. Aliens now. Do what we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but that sure. it would likely not be a carbon-based life form, and it might be something like you were trying to, kind of alluding to something imperceptible. You know, there might already be right. aliens among us that we just we don't even see. Maybe they're too small. They're too whatever. You know. That's what I'm saying. Or, or, Mike Pence started the Space Force. Coincidence? He might be an alien. Huh? <laughs> Wrong? Wasn't that... What, what movie was that? Like, Independence Day or something, where it was a person, but it was actually an alien? I don't know. I don't, I don't watch enough movies. It's I probably have probably happened a couple times. There's lots of Men in Black in there. Men in Black. Oh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's Men in Black, yeah. It's every movie. That's true. <laughs> Are you into the, the new Men in Black? There's a new one? Yeah. See, I there's told there's you, I don't. New men in I got two little kids at home. It's so. got Thor and Valkyrie in it. I'm kind of down for it, yeah. Really? I never really got into the old Men in Black. Ooh, I love Men in Black 1. I was the right age to love yeah, the, Men in Black 1. The first one was really good. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I forget what this one's called Men in Black International or something like that. But, yeah, it's got. Is it still Will Smith? No, it's Thor. Whichever Hemsworth that is. Chris. Uh, yeah, Chris. Chris. And the actress who played Valkyrie in Avengers. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know her. I don't know her name either, but yeah. her. Tessa? I want to call her Tessa. Tessa Thompson. We'll go with that. That's it. Okay. She's cool. in uh, Westworld. Thor and Valkyrie. Gotcha. Yeah. I've heard good summer blockbuster. Like, don't go into it expecting too much. Okay. A good summer blockbuster. All right. <laughs> Where have you heard that from? Twitter. Sources. <laughs> Sources. <laughs> All of Twitter said that. Weren't you there? No, I didn't see anything. I didn't see the discussion of Men in Black. Well, you didn't even know it existed. Yeah, you're right. I didn't. 
so I missed the whole. That's actually really thing. impressive to me that you didn't know that existed. I feel like I've seen lots of. I no, I have it. noticed a slight kick up in Men in Black conversation okay. on, <laughs> on Twitter lately. I just <laughs> never wondered why. I didn't yes. know what it was referencing. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. He was definitely talking about Men in Black way more than <laughs> normal right now. <laughs> but I never investigated. <laughs> no, never did. Okay. What are we looking at? <laughs> What? <laughs> did you see that? Or did you make that? I, I saw that. I did not. Speaking about aliens. <laughs> we just had one walk by. We'll have to watch when he comes back. But I was this tall, gangly, bearded, tattooed, old guy. I don't know. Alien. That's what aliens are. Yeah. There he was. Yeah. Non-carbon based. <laughs> so, Andrew, uh, what, what are your political leanings? Oh. Oh. We're going there, huh? Nice. Well, I'm registered independent. Oh, wow. <laughs> Big Would you have guessed different? <laughs> who who registers independent? I'm registered independent, thank you. Wow. I'm not registered. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm independently How registered. Many, what is the so. percentage of the people that are regi- are uh, are independently registered? <laughs> I I think it's like fifty percent are actually are in the middle, yeah, as independents and then No, but e- and then they, the other they vote as independents, but they're no, not they're like percentages. Are, are it's actually registered. There he is. Look, there's the aliens. Oh my It's like God. he should be in the cigar shop playing the banjo. Yeah, he does. <laughs> his arms sure. are too skinny. Well, what's he gonna play then? No, just for his body, not for oh. a banjo. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's too skinny for the banjo. He can play the spoons or something. <laughs> He'd be a good spoons guy. Yeah, uh, politically. Um, yeah, <laughs> in the middle somewhere. I don't know. There's, don't there's know things too. I lean right, things I lean left on. I don't know. Sorry, I'm Googling what percentage are. Yeah, that's that's a great Google. Google. Yeah, I just never got the idea. Wow, 42% identified as independent in See, 2017. That's, that's identified or registered. Okay, well, are we getting technical here now? Yeah, we are. This is it. This is the question. I would guess if you identify as, you would be registered yeah, I as, I would think. I don't know how else you I identify I think I would probably that. identify as a, an independent, but I don't know what I would register as. I would probably register as a Republican, I guess. No, the, the key is register as an independent, and then they don't send you stuff. Hmm. Oh, good point. I never yeah, put see? that together. My wife gets yeah, all these yeah. stupid text messages. I don't. I never put that together. Yeah, I, I donated to one political party a couple of years ago, and I get emails oh. all the time. It was like two dollars. I two entered years a ago, contest so to have a beer might. with Elizabeth Warren. Oh, <laughs> that would be fun. I thought so too. You should enter the contest, but you're going to get lots of emails. I already get lots of emails from the Democrats, so okay. you know whatever. Okay. I did. Okay, so that's, that's the party. Sorry, you... <laughs> I yeah, I donated to the Dems. Uh, Spill the beans. So, of the fifty gajillion Democrats running for president, who do you want to have a beer with? <laughs> well, Elizabeth clearly Warren's Elizabeth the only Warren. one that, that was giving me the opportunity. Uh, I think I think no. Joe Biden would be a lot of fun to sit and have a beer with because he could tell all kinds of stories. For sure, he could. I think I would have the most fun with Cory Booker. Yeah, I think just that's who I would get along with the best. But if you're talking about what I'm going to get the most out of. Biden would be up there. Uh, yeah, Biden would be up I think there. Beto would be fun too, though. Who? Beto O'Rourke. Oh, Beto. He's more our age, even though I'm older than you guys. But you know. yeah, I mean, you know, who are the Democrats gonna? Uh, 
who's going to be the guy or girl? Well, <laughs> 20 of them are going to be at the next debate. So they have nobody. They have nobody. Uh, no, they have lots of right. everybody, right. but oh. they have nobody. Would you would you have a beer with Trump? If I was given the opportunity, yeah, I would, but mostly for the people watching, you know? <laughs> right, person watching one on one. But uh, yeah. Uh Gosh. I think it'd be entertaining to see which which uh I'm showing which way I lean more, I guess, but uh to after the fact see how he would uh belittle me on Twitter or something. <laughs> what what nickname he would give me, you know. Andrew from Lincoln. Okay. <laughs> Small brain. <laughs> Not bad guy. Not a bad guy. Good people. All that stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I've always thought about, okay, so then beyond politics, you know, somebody dead or alive, I don't care. You get to have a beer with them. Yeah, the question is always like, who do you go have a meal with or whatever? Right, but, right. Well, this is a beer podcast. This is a beer. beer. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm assuming baseball for you. Probably. I don't know who my favorite baseball player is, though. Barry Bonds. Ooh. Oh. Did you get him to be honest with you? Yeah. Yeah. Is that one of the stipulations? I think so. Thank you. Thank you. We got more beers, by the way. So if you do Bonds, would you just, like, go that whole era and, like, hey, McGuire comes sit with us, too, and... That'd be great if, if that was off. Canseco. Yeah. Is, that, is that Sammy Sosa over there? Canseco. That would be... There's a guy that would tell stories. That's true. And he would. Tell those stories. Kinseko might be a good answer to that, actually. <laughs> Andrew, is there any part of you coming here today that was concerned about what you might say and what your kids might hear? Your either your actual kids, but probably not. But your high school kids? Uh, not oh. my actual kids, because they're five and eight. Yeah, so right. uh, there's no way they're going to listen to this. But uh, smart. I mean, I suppose some high school kid could find this and listen, but... Find out. <laughs> they won't. Independent. I, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's one of those things, you know, being a teacher, you, you try and leave politics and religion and that kind of stuff out of the classroom, you know, unless it comes up naturally or whatever, you know, so... But it's not something that... Has it come up naturally as a band director? <laughs> um, I, more than you would... Like, I think more than, like, as a math teacher or something... Okay. Because okay. As, a, as someone that's in the fine arts, like, you know, we, we do religious music and we do other cultures music sure. and all of those things. So we have to end up talking about those ah. things. Uh, for example, our marching band show that we're going to do this fall is going to be uh, Dia de los Muertos. Mm -hmm. So we're going to spend some time talking about Mexican culture and what goes into that celebration and why it's a celebration for them and all of that stuff as we try to portray that through our show. So, you know, I think it... You know, it comes up, but uh, it's, it's not something that I would say it's frequent. You know, pro probably in some ways more for, like, choral music than band sure, music, because sure. they have words. Yeah, but, right. you know, we make real music in band, and we don't need words, so. <laughs> wow, strong. Strong band take. I feel like I ride the fence on that one. Oh, come on. <laughs> did both. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, so, did, so did I. And, I, and I, I still do. I work with the choir at the school, too, and yeah. uh, enjoy my time working with those kids and get to do a lot of cool things. So it's, it's fun. Well, more beers. Speaking yeah, of strong. More beers. 
<laughs> Speaking of strong, the segue. Good segue. Uh, this is the Nebraska Strong Red Ale, is that yep, correct? Yep, yep. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that one? I can't. Have you guys had this one before from I other breweries? I have had it from one other brewer. Yeah. Code, yeah. Uh, but that's the only time I had it. So. Yeah, so it, this was kind of a statewide initiative um, for all those impacted by the, by the floods. And so Brian Hazing at 5168 kind of proposed the idea through the you know Brewers Guild and stuff, and it kind of took the off. Brewer back channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, it was. Uh, everyone decided, you know, let's make this recipe. So it started off as a, a base recipe that every brewery was pretty gonna pretty much gonna follow. And all the ingredients was donated, the malts were donated, the hops were donated, and in turn we're taking all the profits from this and giving them back. Um, for us here in Beatrice, we're giving them back to the baseball fields so okay. that, you know, they were damaged. They're under four foot of water at one point in time, I think. So, so we're going to give the proceeds back to them. But you had a little liberty to kind of tweak it as you wanted to. And so what we ended up doing is just adding a little bit more dry hops I think than probably a lot of and I've tried some of the other ones as well and they're more malt forward where ours is you know we have a little hoppy finish but again it's all Nebraska hops so to me it has like a Nebraska flavor um, which is and I don't know if everyone agrees with this but it's kind of an earthy quality so even the hops that I've if they're grown in Yakima Valley the same rhizome same everything grown in Nebraska it takes on more of an earthy quality I don't know what what that is or why? Probably climate, soil, humidity. I don't know. Everything. The terroir. Yeah. So it. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> That's the first thing I noticed too. I mean, <laughs> if you said it's a, a red, I'd be like, yeah, but it's also kind of an IPA. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. It's it's definitely. Well, I think I think the the hot's gonna clean it out a little. Yeah. In a way. That, that, that's yeah. what I thought. Is it's cleaner than yep. than what I had in my, my other experience with it so okay that, yeah when I, I first first had it it was to me it was a cross between like a scottish ale uh yeah. irish red and then an ipa like kind of those thrown together because i can taste the earthy you can definitely get the hops you know and then like you look scottish at the color that sort of thing it's scottish yeah good call it's scottish yeast in there yeah <laughs> we used a scottish yeast you just hit everything we just did so boy you're on our you're on our tasting panel going for our own fridge guy over here <laughs> sign me up <laughs> no very good very good and i i've had this one a, a number of times and uh taking some growlers home of it and it's again this is for me this is a great one with the grill it's, it's got the earthy, smoky kind of, you know, pairs really well with red meat, that sort of thing. So, I think I've gone back and forth on reds, like, since I've started. Drink. I, I don't, at first, I think it was probably one of the first ones that I got into as far as the craft beers go. And now I don't find myself gravitating to them at all. Like, I almost find myself actively avoiding reds. But, I mean, hops? I mean, it's, uh, it's got... It's got IPA, a lot of IPA quality. So Did you ever have this one? I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, no, that was the one. The IRA? Yeah, that was the, the one. I was like, yeah, this is really, really good. And then it was just, oh, my God, there's all this other stuff. <laughs> they're, do they're doing crazy <laughs> IPAs, and they're doing right. these wild stouts and sours and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know. It was I needed something more complex. And, uh, so do you, do you generally steer away from multi- beers, multi-style? I, I, I kind of think so now, which is 
where most people where you start kind of and then you just branch out from there but yeah well i always love that conversation because it's it's different for everybody and we've got three people i've never had that conversation with but where do you start with craft beer so Brian, yeah. start with you. All right. How did you start with craft beer? I actually remember remember that tipping point for me. I remember that experience because I was, uh, you know, I was a typical Bud Light, Bush Light drinker. Um, I was at, and Jim, you might have been there with me. I don't know. We've known each other forever. But we were at a Roger Klein concert. Um, used to be the refreshments. Um, and I admired Roger Klein. I saw he was drinking a, out of a brown bottle with a green label on it. And to that point, I've had, I might have had a Sam Adams, I'm not positive, um, you know, nothing to write home about, but I saw him drinking this beer and I asked the bartender, I'm like, what, what's he drinking? And he said, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, you want one? And I said, sure, I'll give it a try. And at that moment, I'm like, yep, there's better beer. And so I was <laughs> yep. all in, I was all in on IPAs and it just cascaded from there. So what, what was, I mean, what were the, the steps after that then, like from, from pale ale to Yeah, what? it was probably pale ale, pale ale, pale ale, IPA, 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 yeah. and then gradually I went into like the Belgians and stuff, but, but we're talking early 2000s, so there wasn't really a lot available. Yeah. Um, so I'd go to the store looking for IPAs, and I'm like, had it, had it. Um, that's when I started homebrewing, because you just couldn't find what you were looking for out there. I knew there was more out there, so we started making what we wanted. Connor, that's where our generation is at. We're really a disadvantage, because there's so much out there, we never have to home grow. You know? That's right. That's true. I mean, that's right. It's really, really handcuffed us. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> brewing explosion. Jim, same question. Well, I guess for me, it started a little bit earlier. I uh, had a, a good friend who was a foreign exchange student from Germany uh, that was in our high school. So the summer after my junior year in high school, I went and stayed with him in, in Germany for two months. And I was 17, and the drinking age was 16. Uh, it was quite <laughs> so a summer. You had fun. <laughs> we, yeah, we had a good time. Uh, so then I got introduced to a beer that wasn't Bud Light or Bush Light or what have you. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I had a, an appreciation for it from a pretty early age. Do you remember what that beer was in Germany? The first beer I had in Germany was Warsteiner. Oh, Warsteiner, yeah. Which you can still the get here, I believe. Regular or Dunkel? Regular and Dunkel. The Dunkel, so and, don't uh, limit the man. I'm trying to think of what else. Of course, Heineken was over there, too. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, these aren't great beers, not by my standards now, but they had a lot more flavor than Budweiser or you know Bud Light right. did. So that's kind of how it started for me. And then, you know, like, like him, I, we kind of progressed through into craft beer kind of at the same at the same time. So we'd get into, and then we'd go to any you know any new town we went to, we'd seek out breweries, and that's I still do that. I, whenever my family goes on vacation, I drag my wife and kids to breweries. Yeah, yep. so that's just kind of how I like progressed through it. I finally like I was a little bit of a late a late bloomer on sours, but uh, within the last four or five years, I've I've gotten come around to sours too. So. That's kind of the I, I like that you started with a German exchange student. I've probably told the story on this podcast before, but let me tell it again. We had a, a German exchange student live with us my junior year of high school, or my, my sophomore year, he was a junior. Uh, regardless, his parents came over at the end of the school year. They came to get him and everything, and he spent a week with us or so. And Martin was a student, he said, Now listen, they're not going to drink your beer. They don't think America has any good beer, they're not going to drink your beer. So my dad goes into the liquor store, the still, I believe it was, and said, these Germans coming, they want something good. And this is like 2003, four, something like that. And comes home with Anchor Steam. And 
at first. The, both, both of them like, no, thank you. I don't want your beer. And finally, the, the dad, to be polite, takes one. And it's sitting there throughout all dinner, just sitting there. Finally, he grabs it, smells it, takes a little sip. His eyes light up. <laughs> like, oh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> and like, hand passes it over, grabs another one. And, and my dad, so proud that he got these Germans to drink American <laughs> beer and like it. Um, it's a big moment. It was, no doubt it was. And I, I had no idea the significance what of it. What you were even looking yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Beer. I can't drink that. Uh, but like, it, I think for me it was kind of eye-opening. Like, okay, there are there are different mm-hmm. things out there. There is a difference when it comes to beer. So when I was, I didn't drink till I was 21, but when I was 21 and I was drinking, I'm like, all right, I know there's better stuff. So let's seek that out. Right. Andrew. I think, see, I turned 21, um, like you, Mark, I didn't drink until I turned 21, mm-hmm. but turned 21 and I have one year of college left. Uh, they raise them really good in Panama, don't they? Yeah. They're real well abiding people. Clean, wholesome, yeah. and yeah. Well, it was a dry town, <laughs> so that probably has something to do with it. That's true, too. I mean, no bar. I think technically it's still a dry town, although you could go to like every other garage. And no, no, they, they, uh, they allowed beer sales oh yeah they did like a street thing yeah Yeah. that's right i forgot that big moment yeah big time um but probably you know that first year went into the shandies in the summer you know just for something a little different that way um but the the first year and my wife and i got married like right after i turned 21 too like within a month but uh then she was working in Lincoln High that first year while I was still finishing up college. And the band was going to march in the New Year's Day parade over in London. So, like, a month before, they needed another male chaperone to go. Yeah. And Nebraska, went, sorry, Red Clad was going to go play in the uh, <laughs> Alamo Bowl again. Oh. And I had already done the Alamo Bowl. I think it was my freshman year we went down there. Yeah. And so it was like, well, uh, Alamo or <laughs> London? Yeah, I'll go to London. Because it was... <laughs> Connor's face there. I was going to warn I, you. I don't uh, know what I was expecting. I was, was going to warn you that say uh, it's a cider. It's a dry cider. I wanted to warn you. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The, the next two are ciders. Completely. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so I went to London to go chaperone a band in the New Year's Day parade over there, yeah. and so had some, you know, some London beers over there, and I think. Um, the one I remember having over there was Stella. Sure. And then um, started teaching after that and got on to a music trip that happens with high school students from around the state and go over there. And, and, I mean, Stella was everywhere over there. We had Stella in London and, I mean, pretty much everywhere. But then Cronenberg uh, in Paris as well, which is, you know, standard French beer from, I think it's 1664 or something like that. You know, it's, it's old. Stella's old, you know, but kind of those are still kind of the Belgian, German, French what, lagers, I guess, you know, and kind of borderline skunky, I guess, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. they're in a clear yeah. bottle and, you know, but I, so I guess I would say Shandy's into those, mm-hmm. and then from the, like, the lagers and stuff, you know, started to branch from there. Um, and it wasn't until last summer, really, that I got into the IPAs, and now it's... Oh, really? That's, that's my... Because it was just... For me, to start with, it was, it's too hoppy. It's too hot. I can't, yeah. I can't do the hoppiness of it, whatever. And now it's like, 
that's that's what I want now, you know. Or was it a, was it a concerted effort for you to, yes. to force yourself yes. to do it? Yeah, last summer it was like, nope, I'm going to drink more IPAs this summer because <laughs> it's a summer thing and whatever. And like, but it was just like I wanted to at the same time broaden my scope of it because I mean, you guys have talked about it a bunch of times that you know um, the beer scene in Lincoln is so good that. I want to be able to go to those places, and now we have one in Beatrice, and, right, right. and enjoy the the variety the on the menu spectrum. as opposed to I only like the lagers and the ales or whatever, you yeah. know, and, and well, go that way. So. Yeah, how many times did you go to a brewery and there's, you know, one or two options for you? Not, not yeah, there's else. A, yeah. I mean, that's not something that craft brewers have a lot of because it's more mainstream, you know, and you just, whereas you go to the grocery store and... <laughs> There's those, you know, and that's easy to find. But so I don't know. That's how we got there. So we mentioned it. Uh, Connor took a drink and made a nice face. We're on to a couple I just, of. Couple I didn't of know it was going to be a cider. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember because I looked at your menu before coming. I'm like Tosh Point oh. I remember that. Why was it called Tosh Point oh? And then I took a drink. I go, Oh yeah, Macintosh. <laughs> Macintosh Point oh, yeah. Right. Okay. People don't always get my humor. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I got there. It took me a minute, but I Most got people it. just call it Macintosho, and yeah, <laughs> there's nothing. And we had a beer, uh, an IPA that we called Hopnoceros, which I don't know if it's a good name or a bad name, but Hopopotamus was taken. Um, nobody can say, nobody in this town can say Hopnoceros. Um, I've heard Hoposaurus, uh, Hopsaurosis. Yeah, the first few yeah. weeks. <laughs> that sounds like a horrible right. disease. Or, I, I would not drink that. But it, yeah, I, the first few weeks it was out, it was, oh, yeah. the name was butchered like crazy. Right. I think more people can say Hopnoceros now. More people can now, yeah. It's, it was it's Part of the humor was I didn't want to change the name because I'm like, this is funny. Like, just <laughs> listen to these people saying yeah, this. Going back to the, the art thing we were talking about earlier, like, that's one of the ones I really like. It's just, like, not that rhinoceri, rhinoceros I think it's rye. Rhinoceri. I'm going to go with rye. Rhinoceri. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they're pretty, <laughs> whatever, muscular or whatever anyway, but the guy on this, this one for the art is just... You know, jacked and he's yeah. standing up and he's got the, the big old horn on his nose. Like, I don't know, it's, it's a cool picture for that yeah. one. Yeah, that was the best computer graphic I can possibly do, so it's just downhill from there. There you go. Like, that was the best I can do on paint. He's got to brew a lot more of that. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Isaiah Robigo yet? No. We're only on round uh, 28. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've seen it like. I mean, 40, I'm not sure that he will. Do you say you're not sure he will go? I'm not sure that he will, yeah. At all. Yeah. Not even, like, in second round. I, I'm not sure. Not, I'm not sure. You haven't expressed this opinion. Yes, I did. I did today. Oh, the, then I don't listen to your show. Yeah, you should listen. <laughs> no, I'm not as confident as everybody else that he's, like, for sure going to get drafted. I don't I don't know where that, I don't know where that whole, it, it seemed to turn into, like, a huge group thing, thing at one point. It was like... Oh yeah, I gotta put it the forty whatever on the mock draft, and then there was like eighty more mock drafts, and they're all like, "Okay, we're gonna put them here." I don't know what those people know. All I know is what I see, and I don't know if he's quite there. Well, you're not drafting him for what he is, though. I know. Yeah, that's that's a good point. D- does Which he, would does be he, the only reason he would be get drafted. I have to say, does he know how good he can be? <laughs> that's the question. <laughs> that is the question. Right. I, I went there at some point. He'd have to find out. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Sorry, that guy. There. I don't know. Too I, job either, right I tend to think he will, but 
Sports. Sports. I drank mine too. I also did. Cool. Yeah, very close. Sorry, I took my headset off my ear. I can't hear anything out of there anyway, so. Strawberry sir. Oh. Use the other ear. No, okay. I can't hear anything out of either of them. Oh, either ear? No, I, like, I can't. It's like a little bit, but barely. Oh, yeah, mine's really soft, too. Yeah, we we had to turn it. We had to turn it way down because the last time we used this equipment, we were blowing it out. Correct. That is very true. That. That was like episode... Nine. Yeah, the first time we went to the horror basement. basement. It was Dane's basement. The yeah. horror basement. And then again, when we did it with Brett in, in my office. Did you use the stuff in Carney? No, we used those in Carney, the, the little handheld guys. Uh, and that worked better. So you guys have done shows then off-site? We have. Cool. But never really, like, on location. The one was mm. a dude's basement. The one was my <laughs> office because the, the studio was taken. Fridge guys. Oh, okay. Fridge, fridge uh, guys basement. Yeah. yeah, the horror basement. Um... Uh, in our radio studio, <laughs> yeah, which got, is we've better. Got, we've got yeah. great equipment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we did it once in Kearney because we were on a business trip in Kearney, but we wanted to do the podcast, so we sat in our hotel rooms and we each held little handheld recorders. And it was weird. It was weird. But we did it. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. Uh, plug for the Kearney Econo Lodge. Thank there you, Econo go. Lodge. <laughs> All right, we got beer straight here. Yeah. Right. So Nebraska's strong. Uh, once again, so for the style, like, you know, it's most of the other breweries have done just like red ales and, and kind of maltiness. And I actually appreciate what, what you guys did with it. I thought that was the better alternative to. I would call it a red IPA as well. Yeah, what red, a red that. IPA, yeah. Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, I would say like 7.9. Really, wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to go higher than that. Um, that's a style I love. I've always said if you, you take a style. It's not normally dry hopped. If you dry hop it, you, you got me, generally speaking. And there's exceptions to that, but I haven't found many of them. Uh, I miss Zipline's IRA. They don't make it anymore. And I haven't seen anything else really like it until this guy right here. So I'm going to go higher. This is my, my favorite of the night so far, 8.3. Wow. Andrew? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been given numbers tonight, but uh, knowing the entire menu, uh, it's 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 up there in my top like yeah. three coming here of, of ones that I like to have. So I don't know, I don't know how that works with the the shared recipe and that sort of thing. If it's something that you guys can tweak a little more down the road and make it something that is yeah. officially yours and give you it know, a cool pink but, logo. Or yeah. <laughs> We, th- this one we made with donated ingredients, so we, right. we were kind of limited there. You know, uh, sure. if, I, if I were choosing the hops, I would have chosen maybe different hops. Not that these are bad hops, mm-hmm. but we, what we got was a Yakima Gold uh, that was donated to us graciously so by uh, uh, Midwest Hop Producers in Plattsmouth. Um, you know, Yakima Gold is a great hop. It's not necessarily one I would choose for an IPA if I, if I was, again, if I was picking. But, yeah, you know, right. yeah, you could definitely tweak it and, and make it. Make it more more into an IPA. I would have added a little bit more bitterness too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, th- I think though the thing I like about it is that it's kind of a cross of styles. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I said that earlier, but um, it's a little of this and a little of that, and it works. Right. Like, at least for me. Tosh. Tosh point up. Maggie Tosh point up. It's yeah. a cider, guys. <laughs> it's yeah. a cider. So don't let my face fool <laughs> <laughs> you guys when I tried it. I just didn't know. Like I looked at it, must not have taken a deep enough look. And oh, it didn't, like a beer. didn't figure out that it was a cider until I drank it. We went it. back light. <laughs> uh, 
But with that being said, I mean, we did the cider episode recently, and we've gone to. We're gonna have to do another one soon, by the way. I'm in. I yeah, some, I, well, I'm kind of in on ciders. I thought it was good. Uh, straight. I'm just gonna go straight up. Seven point five. <laughs> Solid. Yeah, I thought it was good, and I, I like that it's uh, towards the drier end when it comes to yeah. ciders, which I, I expressed this opinion a lot of times recently. I'm kind of out on sweetness right now, in general. So uh, I, I appreciated that. I'll go higher than you. I've, I've, I've been in on ciders. Like I've been seeking out ciders. All right. We went camping a couple weekends ago. Big cider I, guy. I yeah. Found, like I took curveball and I took hop cider with me. Those are what I chose to take with me. Uh, so eight flat. Eight Ooh, I, I really like that. Yeah. No, it's. I've I've come in, you know, and I'll have a couple other beers or whatever, and then it's I, jumping into the, like you said, kind of on the drier side of the cider. It's just, yeah. It's nice and it's. I don't, I don't know. It kind of cleanses the palate a little bit. Yeah. You know. So after some of the, after the IPA and the Nebraska Strong, it was, for me, really nice to have it kind of knowing what's yet to come. Right, right. <laughs> a little bit, you know. But, uh, no, it is it is a solid cider. Gotta go to the bathroom. Connor's out. in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Connor's out. He's got to go pee. Uh, you know, just nice, solid cider. So that's... It. I, I enjoy having it. So, cool. Well, we're we're staying on the fruity side going forward. It looks like. Well, for the next couple at least. And okay. yeah, I appreciate the cider comments because honestly, I'm pretty new to the cider game. Yeah. Like I've I've really I've homebrewed four ciders, five ciders maybe, maybe a handful more, but I didn't really know what it takes. And there's actually a lot more that goes into making cider than what I thought. And so uh, I like mine on the drier side, maybe a little tartness in there, and so that's where I went with this. Um, yeah, I'm okay with it. I think I can do better. I would love to have you try. Our, <laughs> our beers are pretty much all a collaboration between the three brewers. The cider's all Brian. Really? So, yeah, and they've, they've been amazing. So you're, you're going to, like, the goal is to keep yeah. them on tap, have them on tap? That's... Yeah, actually, when we applied for our brewery license, we applied for a winery. We, we decided, let's just get it all over with. So we applied for a winery license with uh, TTB, with the federal government, basically, because to make, they consider cider a wine okay. instead of a beer. Nebraska considers cider a beer. It's, it's strange. But so we ended up uh, getting both licenses just because I knew that Glacial Till was killing it out there. Yeah. And yeah. they kind of had the market on cider, and now we have Sorrow Cider and stuff like that. But but I wanted to get in the game. Didn't really know what I was doing, but uh, here I am. Now, you know, I think we're doing okay. You're doing, you're doing great. Yeah. Appreciate that. Well, you've uh, got, you've got some plans for some more ciders coming down the pipe yeah, too, right? Yeah, I got uh, hanging out down there right now, and, and there is a demand for. I like dry. You guys have said that you like dry. Um, there's a lot of people out there that like sweet, mm -hmm. and so downstairs I do have a another Macintosh that's on the sweeter side of things. But I do have another dry tart blueberry cider coming up and a pina colada cider. I have no idea what that's going to be like. That'll be no entirely idea. different. Oh, yeah. I, I don't even know how I'm going to make it yet, but it's in the works. So it's yeah. down there in the fermenter right now. We'll see. So you, you don't have your own orchard or anything like that? Where's, no. your, where's your juice coming from? No. Well, we get it from uh, Michigan right now. Really? And, yeah, but we're in the market for, for more juice. And... Uh, I actually, Nebraska City, you know, obviously is 45 minutes away, so I figured I want to get juice there, but when I called them up, they're like, okay, we'll put you on the wait, it'll be next year. And I'm like, okay, where do I get my juice? And that was a big problem, because we don't have these, 
you know, 30 barrel systems to where you can get these huge drums in and pump them in. We have a seven barrel system. And uh, we, I struggled to find, to find juice, but we found one place and we'll stick with them. And then Nebraska City, I think, is coming up in the fall. So. Because you got on the list. Yeah, because we're on the wait list. Right? <laughs> what is, I guess I've never known, and I've always been a little curious, what, what is the process for brewing cider and how is it different than a beer? Oh, geez, you're asking the wrong guy. I told you I just started. <laughs> so, so, I have done it. Um, you know, on a homebrew level, it's a lot easier than what it is here because um, you can get clear apple juice from, a, from any store and basically pitch a yeast, and you're kind of done. I mean, yeah, it, so it's not hard. You, you carbonate it. You add fruit if you want to. Um, here you start off with more of a raw product, so you have to, you know, work on the clarification, you have to, but it's still when it comes between cider and beer, cider's a lot easier to make. You don't have the six to eight hour process of, you know, doing the whole thing. You have probably about an hour of work and then just a whole bunch of monitoring. So it's, you know, trying it every other day versus waiting till it's done fermenting and trying the beer. So I don't know, I'm still learning. I'm just experimenting now with uh, pectic enzyme which I wasn't familiar with and, and tannins and all that sort of stuff which yeah it's all new to me. Are you a, are you a chemistry guy? Are you in not at all. Like I'm I'm on the art side of the of the beer and stuff. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> Jim you're probably in the middle between cuz I always, it's a perfect combination brewing beer to me and making cider is a perfect combination of arts and sciences. So yeah. culinary arts and the chemistry part of it. I'm on the far other end, so I'm all <laughs> arts. I'm just like, what can I put together to make an awesome beer? So I'm looking at recipes, inspiration from you know, TV shows where Bobby Flay's making some crazy dish or whatever. But we do have a science guy on our team that tells me every time I'm screwing something up. So it, it works great. <laughs> as long as you have him, as long as you have the guy. Yes. Yeah, that, that like, stuff is out of this world to me. It, it is. So we, we have a good, that's why we take the team approach to brewing, because he's like, you know, science doesn't work like that, right? And I'm like, damn it, okay, explain it. But no, I, we have a good team. Are you part of the chemistry team, Jim? I would say I'm kind of in the middle, middle yeah. I'm kind okay. of middle guy. Okay. Uh, I got to have the middle guy. Put our, our ghost brewer that's been sitting over there, <laughs> kind of just sidling up. lurker. Ghost brewer. He's kind of the science guy. He's the numbers guy. Um, gotcha. I'm kind of in the middle. Gotcha. So. So, I, I know you touched on this a little bit. Like, how did the three of you come together? Well, we... You know, Jim and I um, went to college together, so we met in college. So we kind of started home brewing at the same time, and so yeah, isn't it? <laughs> so, so we've been doing this for a while. Now, Clint, we started. All right, we started the only other um, brewing group in Lincoln. So we have the Lincoln Loggers on one side, who has a million people, and they've been around for 20 years. And then we decided to defy that. <laughs> We're like, we don't want to be a Lincoln Logger. Stick it to the main. Right, right. So let's start our own group. So we created the Brewman Group. And yeah, there's <laughs> nobody will make t-shirts for us because they're afraid that they're going to get sued. But yeah, yeah, we tried to get t-shirts made. They're like, like no. go buy a blue t-shirt, calling it. We could, yeah. Like Thanks the for the Blue that. Man Group's going to see you. Right. Like, that's, they're going to find out about this. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's, so, a, that's always been our philosophy on this podcast. They're never going to know. Do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> uh, I say, I say too many ridiculous things. <laughs> I would have been fired or like from my actual job, 
more <laughs> ridiculed publicly way more than I actually am. If, if anybody listened. So this is great. Safe space. Safe space. <laughs> Safe space. I like that. Yeah. But uh, no, so we started this home, group, home brew club and we started entering these competitions. You know, Laszlo's had Beer Quest for a long time. Um, Nebraska shootout, different things like that, and so we had a small group. And what was our motto, Jim? It was no, no dues, just brews. And so that's how we, that's how we stuck it to the Lincoln Loggers, kind of. Anyhow, we're all friends now, so we're all really good friends. But, but uh, so we met through that, and Quint, you know, was kind of experimenting with beer. He wanted to learn, and so he kind of came in, what, probably six, seven years ago, and we kind of gave him the fundamentals of. of brewing and then he just ran with it and went all science on us and so now he knows every little aspect of the chemistry behind brewing where um, it, he's a good balance so that's kind of how the three of us came, came together yeah. so you've got an idea for a new beer you say you know you, you're, you're all kind of on equal footing there but what's that look like in, in reality how, how's, how's, how, how's a new beer it looks from? like about 40 emails back and forth <laughs> it does. Uh, trying to make your case for changing the recipe a certain way that you you think it should be done. Um, and of course then we're all kind of opinionated too, so right. you know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's kind of hard to, to take a step back and say, you know, when I think this is the best way to do this, to take their input, you know, and I'm yeah. sure it is the same way for them too, but in the, in the end we all want the same thing. We all want the best possible finished product, so it's, you know, that's kind of, just got to keep that in the back of your mind when we're having any kind of disagreement on recipe, so... Well, and, and being as close as the two of you are, anyway, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure you can be fairly blunt yeah. with oh, each yeah. other. Yeah. yeah, there's no holding back. <laughs> Palette-wise, like you, you brew something, and one of you goes, "Oh, that's great," and the other two go, uh, "That's shit." Yep, <laughs> that ever happened? <laughs> it, it, I think it happened tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, for a lot of times too, if we agree on a recipe and, you know, since I'm on that, uh, the other end, the artsy culinary side, we might brew, you know, for example, we have a brown down there um, and we've had some stouts down there and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take two barrels of this stout because we have little fermenters where we can break off large batch beers into little fermenters and do whatever the hell we want with them. Mm -hmm. And so, like on the stouts, for example, I broke it off and I'm like, you know what, I'm putting chocolate and coconut in this one. And Jim's like, what about coffee in this one? And so, so there's, even if we have, you know, one base recipe, we can still make three beers out of it so we can all put our creativity into it. Just kind of, kind of similar to what Boiler and, and yeah. We totally right. stole that idea we, from we Boiler, yeah. yeah. 100% Perfect. stole. <laughs> it's not broke. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's a great philosophy, yeah. Uh, how, how big are those fermenters? Uh, two two barrels, but we squeeze two and a half barrels out of them. So we go to the top. Yeah. So, tell. Can, can you do that? I feel like I'm ahead of everybody again. You are. You're really okay, fast. So I'm sorry. I'm Here, really here's a question I had from, uh, I don't remember which, if it was last week or two weeks ago. But uh, it, was, it had something to do with using the you know the middle finger. And uh, so that, that spawned me to go, what's, what's one of your best stories of whatever, when you've used that? So I, can, I know exactly what, I'm, what mine is, so I'll, I'll start. Uh, Great. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> lived in Nebraska City for a while and uh, worked south of Syracuse. So you have to drive on Highway 2 and on-ramp, off-ramp. I mean, it could be any interstate, divided highway, whatever. So I'm trying to get onto the highway and there's a semi coming in the right lane as I'm trying to merge on. And he doesn't move left. 
so I have to slow way down on my on-ramp, you know, to pull on behind him, pull on and see there's no other car in the left lane. There's no reason he didn't move over. So I, you know, go around him on the left. Well, I was in a Honda Accord with a sunroof, <laughs> and the sunroof was open, so middle <laughs> finger went out the top window as I'm driving past the guy going down the road. So that's my best use of said middle finger. How quickly did you book it to get away from him then after, after that? Well, clearly I was already going faster than him yeah. to go around him. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, it was, but I, I was not very happy. The best, the best thing about the sunroof bird is that your, if your kids are in the back seat, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, that's a true point. point. It's true. <laughs> I had one where uh, it was on like West O, right when you get on, right about where you get on the Highway 77 there. And uh, I don't know what it was. He, he must have just pulled out in front of me or, or whatever. And I caught up to him, passed him, and like very aggressively eye contact, double middle finger. Double, like, double. that's huge. And I was going by him. The double back. Like, I, really, I really said, fuck you. Like, this is, <laughs> this is serious. And he's in a big old truck. And then he, you know, floors it. It's coming after me. And my girlfriend's in the car, and she's like, oh, my God, what, what are you, what's going on? I'm like, this dude ain't going to do anything. He's just driving a big old truck. Nobody. The, nobody so this was like cares. a, I'm, I'm compensating for something truck? I, I don't know. Like, probably, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what his deal was. I didn't, That's the beauty of driving the Chevy Malibu is nobody thinks you're compensating for anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If I was, it'd be really embarrassing. Uh, but, yeah, he caught right up to me, and... They just, you know, eventually gave up. And I was like, that's right, bitch. <laughs> my double middle finger worked. Nice. That's my story. I think, I think all of us, it's in traffic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't pinpoint one specific time. Although there was one time when I was with my family on the interstate, and I, I'm originally from Sydney, Nebraska, so driving, it was, it was probably right after Christmas. We were driving that's, back here. That's way west. Yeah, way west. And we're, um, <laughs> we're driving back here. Well, this, you know, it's, I, we run into a, a, maybe a five mile long patch of ice. And so I slow way down. I had to pass another vehicle. Well, then the semi comes up behind me oh. and the guy's on the horn and literally five feet from my bumper. Always. And so he got the yep. roll down the window, the full treatment. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that one comes to mind. But yeah, I think I don't think I've ever used it outside of a traffic situation. I was, I was going to say, how many times have we all used it? Like, could you count it on one hand? Well, Mark, you, Mark, you don't seem like an aggressive, you no, know. No, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever used it in traffic. Yeah. The only time I've never? ever. Never? Ever. The only time I've ever, you've ever done it is probably joking. Right, in jest in the studio. Yeah, sure. Like, hey, fuck you, or whatever right. you just said about sure. me. Like, but, yeah. no, I don't think I've ever seen it. It doesn't takes happen, a, it it doesn't takes happen a in my day job. to get me to that point where I feel like I need to bust it out. I, I, just, I just am generally angry. A lot of the time, but it takes a lot to get me to the point where you've got more more anger brewing inside of you than it's I. It's the do. red hair. Yeah, yeah, and it comes out on the road. <laughs> it comes out on the road. That's surprising to me. So, Mark, would your wife use the finger on the road? No, she's actually leaned across me while I'm driving to honk at people. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, he, he, Mark, Mark's never honked before. <laughs> I have honked, but I'm. Like that, if, if I'm super angry, I'll honk at you, and that's as far as it'll go. Next time I see Mark and Lincoln, I'm gonna try and piss him off and get him to honk <laughs> That'd at be me. Great. Please <laughs> do. There have been yeah. times Take people video. like turn right in front of us to where I have to slam on my brakes, and 
and like she leans across like they need to know they did something wrong yeah like, it's not gonna she's matter. right no yeah. it's not gonna matter but they need to know yeah there's times where my wife too is like why didn't you honk i'm like it's not going to change anything. Yeah. I still had to slam on their brakes to not hit them. Right, there's right, right, what's right, honking going to do? Yeah. Honking's yeah. probably going to freak them out, and then they're going to slam on their brakes, and then, you know, so I'd rather just take care of it. And What Ooh, is that's this? That's the secret oh. stuff. Oh, it's not. It's not. I know what it is. Well, I think I Oh, Mark killed his uh, deal already. Yeah, he, is, he is done with oh pinky eyes. You want to rate strawberry? Yeah. Sure. What's... What's the official name on the strawberry? Uh, strawberry Manilow. Strawberry uh, Manilow. Yeah. Nice. Pretty much everybody that doesn't get my humor at all says Strawberry Manilow. Oh, Manilo. no. Strawberry Manilow. That's sad. Yeah. It's, it is it sad. It is sad. Oh. Uh, all right. This is going to be the part of the ratings. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like the strawberry as much as Tosh.0. All right. It's sweet. For, for one. Um, not quite as clean. Agreed. Uh, like a like a seven one. I I just yeah. if, if they're what next are you week, talking about? That wasn't real. That didn't feel real to me. If seven one's getting real, we're good with this. So. Well, we haven't gotten oh, we're gonna say three or something. I don't want to. Oh, oh, well, okay. I actually enjoyed the so far. I've enjoyed the pinky more than the strawberry. Um, I would say the strawberry for me was like a 6.5. Mm-hmm. I was really high on the Tosh, you know? So coming off, so you think yeah. it hurt it coming off the Tosh? Well, I mean, no, it's just, I, I think point nine lower, it's considerably lower. So you, you know? said 7.1. I was, said 7.1. You want to do the you want to do the pinky right now, well, then? I'm ready. I don't know if anybody else Plus it out. No, I got you. So it's a pinky swing, correct? And you correct. want to talk about it a little bit, what's actually there, what we're tasting? Sure. Yeah. This uh, this is a sour. It's a kettle sour, and uh, we added tart cherries to this one. So we wanted it to originally just be a tart cherry sour, and the cherries didn't quite do as much as what I thought they were going to do. So it was kind of a blush color. It was you know the strawberries were or the cherries were faint. Um, so we added hibiscus to it, and it really the the color popped, and we wanted more tartness in it because. Despite us keeping keeping it at 100 degrees with a whole bunch of probiotics for five days, it just wasn't quite to the level we wanted it to. So, added hibiscus and uh, tried to round it out a little bit like that. So, that's what, uh, that's what it is. So, my thought with this one is it it felt a little murky to me, mm-hmm. a little a little muddled. I just like I want it to be cleaner. I want right. it to, to, to just zing a little more than yeah. it did. And that's how I felt with the strawberry. I got that with strawberry too. This one to me was more of that. Hmm. Mine's uh, le- mine was less of that. Okay. Yeah, maybe I got it like more. like when I want when I want a sour, I want it I want it to zip. I want it to be clean and crisp. That's what I'm looking for from a sour. And I don't like and that's that's a personal preference thing because a lot of sours are not that. Right. A lot of them are not that. Right. That, that's what I want from a sour. Okay. Almost almost more of a cider. You know. It's kind of that thing. Uh. I I would say that it was, uh, well, what have I done so far? Oh, I don't remember. I do. Because I'm looking at it now. (laughs) Um, There's motorcycles. 
Excuse me. Never get so <laughs> hey, Isaiah Roby's the 10th best available player. Oh, we're back. <laughs> we're at pick so, 31, and he's the 10th yeah, best available. With, with a little math. Which uh, I think, is it 41? Uh, that's the Warriors now. They, they traded it today, or they picked it up in a trade today. No idea. I'm pretty, I, I think so. I might be wrong, but. Warriors need some help. Uh, they don't have Kevin Grant anymore. Um, seven <laughs> point three. For the, for the pinky? For the pinky, yeah. The pinky swear. The pinky swear. Pinky swear. I, I, I like that more than I like the strawberry. And I, it's, which is weird because I normally don't like, I normally like cherry way less than I like strawberry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's just, true. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a cherry guy. I love cherry. I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. Well, how about that? There you go. I, I, I really, really wanted you to guys. We had another sour on tap like minutes before this, so we the had a, we had the razzle dazzle, it's yeah, gone. the raspberry sour. And while we were talking in here, some dude came in and bought it all. And so what? I went back out there and I'm like, make sure we pour the razzle dazzle. And they're like, no, it, it it's gone. It's completely <laughs> gone. So my favorite sour. He came in here and is, he just said, I want the whole thing. He, he just says. Give me the well. He just filled growlers, and it happened to be the last. I don't know if he knew that it was the last of what how we many had. growlers worth enough to drain it. So it had to be at least. <laughs> I two, saw one sitting there. I, I said something about yeah. it earlier. Yeah, yeah. You, did. you said it was very pretty. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's a beautiful color. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I wish you would have. It. it was. I liked it. Well, that was that was what we were told <laughs> that's coming the, in today. That's the whole reason you came well, down yeah. here. <laughs> I'm out. Right. Well, I'm, I'm no, we were told you guys have two sours on tap. They're yeah. both incredible. No. We should try them both. And um, we did. When you walked in, we did. <laughs> and now we don't. Mm. So for me, the strawberry cider, I, I don't. I like it because it's different than your typical cider. Like there's something else there, you know. Mm -hmm. So you know when Brian. Oh, is that about, is it technically a cider? Is that what yeah? It? Okay, the strawberry. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, totally. It's a cider. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 the Macintosh .0 with strawberries. Oh, That's gotcha. it. Yeah. So I just I I like that there's something different to it. You know, I mean, uh, I must have been gone for that. Maybe for the explanation. Sorry, okay. I don't think there was one. Yeah, yeah, I can't no, tell it. Andrew's here to talk <laughs> about the cider. <science. laughs> but uh, you know, there's just something different to it, so it's not quite the, the the same as your average cider. You can go pick up kind of whatever. I, I do appreciate you know coming from the Macintosh .0 that is still on the drier side of things. But there's just, I don't know, there's something else to it. So for me, personally, I like the strawberry one a little bit more than the Macintosh. Although the Macintosh .0 after the Nebraska Strong and the Mummy Trail, like, was a great, like I said earlier, I think, you know, kind of a cleanser. Yeah, kind of a palate cleanser, sure. Yeah. Um, the Pinky Swear, uh, last weekend when I was in and we had a few... Uh, I that was my go-to last weekend. I don't know. It just hit the spot for me last weekend. Um, it, it, it wasn't an IPA last weekend or whatever. It was just kind of time and place. But um, there's a little bit of tartness to it, which, which yep. I appreciate. You know, it's not. I you know sometimes when you think sour, you think like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pucker and whatever. And it's right. not. It's not that. No. And kind of the razzle dazzle we talked on a little bit um, when I had that one. The first time I, I equated that to more like a, and this and even the pinky swear I think is a little bit, but kind of like a, a sherbet kind of tartness or pucker or whatever to it. You know, it's not it's not going to slap you upside the head, but there, there's definitely tartness to it and a sour to it. Um, 
and I find it very refreshing. So uh -oh. that's, that's. I think we I, only. I, I think like we that. only have a couple left. I can't so. keep up with Mark. He's really good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how long your podcast goes, but we only have a couple beers. No, that's per no we're that's we're perfect. running yeah. on perfect time for me Are right we? now. All right. So we've. We've used all the flight containers, so this the next one that we have in front of us is just our porter. It's our standard porter, so okay. it's a okay. it's a robust to move porter. It's a robust porter. Maybe I should preface with that. <laughs> it's not a thing anymore. No, they changed the BJCP guidelines on us. To, from 2008 to 2015, they changed all the categories. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. Say that again, robust porter is not a thing. Yeah, they, in 2000, so the BJCP comes out with these guidelines every once in a while. And so we always used, while judging, we always used the 2008 BJCP style guidelines, which is what I got accustomed to. And so when we built our big database full of recipes that we've sent to competitions and stuff, it was based around these 2008 guidelines. And robust porter was in there, so we made a lot of robust porters. And uh, in 2015, they decided, well, hell, everyone's making all these crazy beers out there. Let's make 100 more categories. <laughs> so they took away robust porter. I don't even know. It's just American porter. It's just American porter now? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and, and everything is, uh, yeah, they added hops to everything. So they're like hoppy porter, hoppy style, hoppy. Yeah, so it's all, basically all well, we want is hops. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're things. And now they're changing them. I'm sure, you know, they add things every f so many years. So hazy IPA for sure oh, is going to be in there. Red, brown, yeah, black hazy IPA. red, brown, black, and IPA. Yeah, it's it's all over the board. It's hard to keep track of. Is hazy, hazy red, hazy, yeah. hazy IPA, red IPA. They're they're different oh, styles. Gotcha. But no, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. In 2008, it was just American IPA, and now you got sure. hazy IPA. You got red IPA, got brown you. IPA, and black IPA. You don't think about that in terms of. Porters a lot or stouts or whatever, but you do in terms of IPAs now. Right, so maybe, right, right. Maybe we're going that down there. Yeah. Is that something that's exciting as a brewer? Like all these possibilities? Probably gives you there? a better opportunity to like, you know, win awards or whatever. It does. There's more. There's more categories. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. I think my glass is still better. But you got the. Yeah, that's I don't want to miss out on this one. Well, it's. Not, I mean, it's not going to. It's a great line. sound. It's not a. Yeah. Your glasses, yeah, it never made it better. So, staff I just, here, I swear. I, I'm just kidding. I, staff <laughs> I hear you guys talk about stouts all the time, and I knew by the time that you'd get here, we wouldn't have a stout for you. And so, this is really poor practice, but we had a, a marshmallow chocolate porter that we had made, and I'm like, well, that's pretty dark beer. And so uh, I had to bottle this out of the taps because we were on our last keg and someone told me, I think we have five beers left max. And uh, so since we only had, we had such a small quantity, they were like, you have five beers left. I decided I'm going to bottle two of them at least to make sure these guys get some. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And maybe you're going to rate it a 4.2 and then I'm going to feel really stupid. That would be really so, sad. Yeah. Really sad. Yeah. But I'll make sure I we, don't do that. We started off with a heavy lineup of stouts. So we had a coffee stout, a chocolate coconut stout, an oatmeal stout. A, you it know, winter, right? it, was, it was winter. Yeah, now the it's summer. But apparently really stouts are never out of season, according to everyone requesting stouts. So, well, yeah, I've got to say something about the stouts you delivered if yeah. you're still coming and looking for them. You know? Yeah. Good, I, good, I, I've, I, I've I, talked I, about recently, like, you know, I, I'm not a coffee guy, but for whatever reason, Coffee yep. stouts just really work. Yeah, for I, me. I, if if you're uh, 
coffee stout or I don't remember mm-hmm. what it's called now. Uh, wake and Quake. Wake and, That's what it wake was. And, if, what's a Wake and Quake? Yeah, yeah Wake, wake and quake. quake. If the Wake and Quake was on all the time, I would have it regularly. It was, it, it, because you could take that and you can... You can put like because you had a vanilla porter for a while too, and you could add that to it. And, right. You know, you could, you could, oh, which yeah. is something that you found a lot of people yeah. here have been have been doing mixing and matching, kind of yeah. making their own. People like regulars come in here and have your beer so often that pretty soon they just have to get creative. So they're mixing raspberry sours with stouts, and they're like, give me some <laughs> vanilla with some yeah, of it. I mean, they're making their own. What we used to call them when we were growing up, it was like a uh, sure like temple. Like no. in a soda machine. No. No. Like a suicide. 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 Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Suicide. Yeah, suicide. So they, yeah, they just kind of mix everything together and make make drinks. And some of them are really good. I mean, there's a lot of breweries that blend, you know, for a reason. You have, right. you know. So we'll get into that. We're, we actually, I went and looked at some of uh, some barrels the other day. So we're ready to take the next step. Yeah, so we're gonna start barrel aging some stuff, um, getting some Chardonnay barrels so that nice. we can do some, put some bugs and you know do some of that farmyard stuff or barn house farmyard barnyard. What am I saying? Barnyard, here? I've drank like farmhouse, 10, yeah. 10, <laughs> ten samples of beer. I think you should call it barnyard. Yeah, barn, barnhouse. Barnhouse. Barn so we're making barnhouse beers. Are you uh, getting those from uh, Midwest Barrel? We are. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, actually, Andrew, Panama native. Andrew, Andrew threw out the uh, threw that out to me, and I didn't even actually. Yeah. I didn't even know they were in Lincoln. And I saw something uh, on Facebook. I think it was yesterday. Maybe they put a map up of everywhere yeah, they've sent all a over barrel. The place. I saw that. Oh, man. They're, they're of, the, of the United States they're, and yeah. Canada. I mean, it's they it's all over the place. Everywhere. And then he said something about having them in other, you know, countries, continents, whatever, as well. So. Yeah, oh, I, tried yeah. I don't to, know. Maybe maybe podcast wise, sometime we should yeah. have him. He'd be fun to talk yeah, to. That would be great. Yeah. Barrel guy, barrel, barrel guy. guy. Yeah. He also he that could be a spinoff. Barrel guys, three barrel guys, guys. Barrel guys. Three, barrels later. <laughs> yeah. three barrels, three barrels later. He'd <laughs> be on the floor. <laughs> no, I mean he, he makes a huge living selling them to breweries, yeah. but on top of that, he sells them as furniture. Right. And they've got a an engraver where you can get stuff engraved Sweet. on the yeah. barrel tops. There was one with like a fire department logo on it yeah. the other day that was really cool. Okay, cool. Just the, the top of the barrel with like the, I don't know, the lid. I don't, I don't know what yeah. all the terms are. But I was like, oh, someday I could take just like the top three inches, you know, and add some legs to it and have a really cool looking end table you could put a hunk yeah, of glass sure. on, you know, sitting in the in the basement or whatever. Yeah, would be really cool. They sell, what are they called? The, the staves or whatever? Yep. Mm-hmm. Those. Well, they sell some of those like to go use in your smoker or something, yeah, too. Yeah. Chunks of it. So, mm-hmm. lots Lewis of barrel. Yeah. You should sponsor us. I, hey, sponsor hey. podcast. There you go. I tried to name drop Andrew the other day I was there because you said you knew the guys. And I'm like, hey. And so I dropped your name thinking maybe I could get some kind of deal. No, that, there's nothing there. <laughs> no, they're too no. big. No. They're too big. Yeah, they're like, what? Well, you coached him in Little League, right? <laughs> I coached him, too. Yeah. <laughs> Did, did I ever actually coach you in Little not League? Not me. Not me. No, Tim was, for sure. Tim. Ben and Nate. Lowski. Ben and Nate Lowski. Yeah. yeah, my brother. Yeah. Coached Little League for, gosh, six years probably, somewhere in there. So the Panama Little League team died for a little bit. <gasps> yeah. So I went and played for Firth. <gasps> so and then I, it came actually, back. It with, came back after. You I played for out. the Evil Empire? As your brother, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you could go to Hickman. <laughs> Roca was the team when I went. When oh, I went that's true. That Roca, is true. Roca, all, all, they, they accumulated all the talent there. <laughs> Roca. 
they, they were they were the Miami Heat of the of the whatever little league. Like, <laughs> Fuck that! Everyone, yeah. The, the, like, the, I, the like, four I, county I league thing. in Portland. Like I'm gonna go play for Roca. It, right. It's true. They they did. They had a they had a team, and then uh, like your brother, my brother, some of those the Lowski kids uh-huh. that we were just talking about that came together, and they played all the way from T-ball through B team little league all the way, you know and. Uh, I, I know there was one year they went undefeated and won the league championship and everything. Shout out. Probably on some anniversary. Some anniversary of that now. I don't know. I'd go back Probably and look at the, look at, the look at the box to find the medals or something for a little league reunion, you know. Undefeated season, 14-0. What? <laughs> Roca was the worst, too. I'm sorry. Goddamn Roca. I'm, I'm really sorry. They didn't have any lights on their field. Oh, That's so true. You had to go play there at like 10 o'clock Saturday on a Saturday morning. morning. You couldn't play Friday night games. The worst. Fucking Roca. Uh, here. <laughs> Connor's gone. He's just gone. <laughs> I was going to say we should do the things to end the podcast, but no, it's cool. Well, we got one more beer yet. I know, I know, but like we got... We got, we got yeah, that's true. Mark, there's Mark, lots of stuff. I know, Brian, you've never made it to the end of a podcast. No, this is my first. There, this is so exciting. Listen to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first. Right. <laughs> There, there are things we do, and it, it takes time. That's true. I didn't, I didn't listen to a podcast until the new car I bought had Apple CarPlay, and I'm like, oh, this is a thing. I can listen to podcasts. I didn't even know. Okay, so this, this is a question that came up. Uh, I think it was last week on, the, on last week's podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. On last week's podcast, it was uh, talking about the IBU number. Yeah. And you guys yeah, said yeah. something about like, well, if only we had a brewer to explain it. Well, you got two of them sitting here. So, uh, brewers, well, yeah. explain the IBU number. All right. Well, IBU stands for International Bitterness Units, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't. I guess the IBU number can be a little misleading, but that's what we were kind of it, talking about. It right? is. Relative. Yes. Yeah. It's relative to the beer you're making, uh-huh. I suppose. So. For example, IPAs are known for their IBUs. And so if you have a really light-bodied beer and you put a lot of hops, and this is all based on alpha acids and beta acids, and there's calculations out there, but if you put a lot of hops... You get no science Well, I, I'm not science but I'm regurgitating what I've Nerd been told. Nerd alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so uh, you know, if you, if you put a lot of hops in... An IPA, you're, especially at the beginning of the boil, so at like 60 minutes, you're going to extract all those acids. So you're going to get a high, high IBU, and so it's going to come off as a lot more bitter. And that's what IPAs are kind of known for. Now with, what's that? All right, all right. You can add what you want to. Just give, give me, a, just give me a minute. Fight here for a second. Keep drinking. Keep drinking. This will be fun. What else do we get? The, uh, the bitterness, the bitterness balances the sweetness. So. <laughs> I am a little bitter right now. Keep interrupting. Um, you'll get your chance. So, uh, this is good. So the bitterness. We should have had six beers before we started. <laughs> well, that's ten beers later. I'm all pissed off. Brewers are fighting. Right. So, uh, so the bitterness is a little misleading because sometimes you'll get a get a stout that. Yeah, and we see this in the tap house all the time. People see a stout and they'll say, wait, it has 50 IBUs? That's, that's a lot. And, but it's really not. It's just the right amount to balance out all the residual sugars and the sweetness in the stout. But if you have uh, 56, 60, 70 IBUs in an IPA, you really get that bitterness out of there. And from what I've been told, I don't know if this is true or not, that the human 
taste can only get up to like 100 IBUs. You can only detect 100 IBUs. I don't know, Jim. What? Well, it's not really so you, much human taste. It's more it's, the ability of the liquid to absorb how much bitterness. So basically, like you could calculate a beer to a thousand IBUs. If you want. Actually, there's a brewery in uh, in Europe called McKellar that made a thousand IBU yeah. beer. But I mean, it's you can't really make a thousand IBU beer because you can calculate one to a thousand IBUs, but how much are is actually able to be soluble into the liquid is is somewhere around a hundred. A mm -hmm. uh, hundred is about the most IBUs you could really have in a beer. Is that kind of like uh, once it's hot, it's just hot, like? Uh, I guess, wise, whatever, I guess you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, you hit a certain point in the summer, and uh, like, it, it doesn't right, matter right, if it's right. 110 or if it's 98. It's just hot, sure, right? sure. I mean, that, that, that's that's kind of the premise behind it. But yeah, the most the most that's soluble into the liquid would be about 100 IBUs. But that's even a little debatable. Some say it's 80. Some say it's 120. It's somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, so when but yeah, I mean, really, when, when you talk about bitterness, it's really the yin and the yang of uh, the sweetness of the beer versus the bitterness of the beer. If you if you made a Bud Light, for example, and calculated it out to 50 IBUs, it would be so bitter you couldn't handle it. Now, uh, Guinness, which I wouldn't consider a bitter beer, is 65 IBUs. Yeah. So basically, it's you know it's got enough malt backbone, enough malt sweetness to balance that out. So it's really about balance more than anything. So that sweetness is that where gravity yes. comes into play. Exactly. Is, is yeah. that right? Like, Gra yeah. I, gravity. That, that's something I, I've tried to Google it a little bit. <laughs> right, right. Skim articles, but I've never quite understood what gravity yeah. is. Sure. Initial gravity final. is the amount of sugars, the amount of uh, potentially fermentable sugars that's in your wort, which is your pre-fermented beer. Uh, so now, depending on what yeast and what uh, a fermentation process you use, that can end up, your final gravity can end up anywhere in a huge range. It could be, you know, down to one, which is basically the same like gravity as water. They're pretty right. much underwater. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're mm -hmm. basically the same gravity as water. Meaning, like the alcohol in it is is very light, and the sugars are heavy. So I mean, it, the more the balance of alcohol to sugar is what is going to determine your final gravity. But so your your final gravity in a, in an imperial stout might be 20, um, 10, 10, 20, 1.020. Now, it, that would be extremely high if you were making a, a lager or an IPA or, or anything else, but, I mean, maybe not an imperial IPA, but, you know, the, the more potential gravity, the more initial gravity you have, the higher your final gravity is going to be, but, again, there's just so many ranges as far as how it's going to be perceived and taste. Basically. Well, and then it's, it's that ratio between the gravity and exactly. the, the, and the bitterness. Exactly, and the bitterness. Right. Yeah. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. So, well, we, got, so we, got, we got very beery there. I like that. Yeah, that was, that's good. Yeah, you were that was not very clear. Part of <laughs> you, you missed out on the part where it got a little testy. Oh, oh, yeah, we're about ready yeah. to throw punches. Yeah. For real? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. almost went one uh, at it. All well, this well, Jim, Jim is being yeah. super rude. Who do you think could right. win between Jim and I? I think, I think I, you'd probably win. Jim's got size. He's got size on me. He does. I lost like 20 pounds working in this brewery, believe it or not. Well, that was a mistake. Well, you're standing on your feet 12 hours a day. You're not eating. You're just doing things well, that's and the I lost 20 pounds well so I'm gonna go gym of all, of all yeah. muscle mass I think we're you just settled for us yeah Jim would probably win uh, so did I miss this part what was the the explanation oh, on this one here yes it was the mystery beer the one from the bottle yeah oh yeah, yeah the one from the uh, brick and smorter was its official title right. title right, right. Uh, went it's, off tap it, three weeks ago 
Uh, not probably not quite probably two, but this is right when I I started listening to your guys' podcast. And <laughs> we knew it yeah, was going to happen, right? Right. And so I hear you guys, you know, ranting and raving about you know stouts and IPAs and stuff, and I'm like, we're not going to have a single stout by the time you guys get here. So I, my feeble attempt to uh, bottle this actually came out of the spigot of the tap handles up there. So I bottled it, so it might be a little flat, but at least you you have an idea of idea. like. No. You know what we what we do. We get kind of adventurous sometimes, and we throw a ton of like in this one. I put a ton of cacao nibs. I put bourbon Tahitian vanilla in there. You know marshmallows, just everything. And it's not a true true smorter. Like you know, in my mind, the s'more is like the purple unicorn of beers. Like you're always chasing it. You can't ever find it. Um, I don't know. It's as close as I can get to a s'more right now. Did you do anything to to replicate the the gram at all or? That's that's yeah, the it's, it's that's that's, that's the, the part that you can't point. find is the gram and I don't I don't know maybe there's a gram extract but I'm kind of anti extract sure, sure. right and so when you have a dark beer like this when you have a big stout no matter what you do with gram and I've used on the homebrew level I've used I've dumped boxes of crushed graham crackers in my mash trying to get it but ultimately the chocolate just overwhelms it and so if I were to make a true s'more beer I think I'd start with like an amber-based beer where the gram can come out and then just kind of add in the mm. chocolate and marshmallow. Yeah. So that might be not my next adventure, but, but here you really get a chocolate marshmallow porter is what we're yeah. working with. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, I, I, I love chocolate marshmallow. Like at, at Easter where you've got those little chocolate-covered mm-hmm. egg mm-hmm. marshmallows, I love those. And this is, this is that. This is that? Well, this is that in a beer. I'm, I'm glad I saved it back for you. No, it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm no, really happy worked. with this. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, are you? Are we ready to rate these two? I think so. I don't particularly remember. Well, you went to the bathroom in between. <laughs> yeah, went to the bathroom. So. It's like my mind got erased. It was, not, uh, it was a robust move. Yeah. Um, yeah, Porter. A robust move. Porter. No, okay, I got it. Yeah, I got it. it, it it's out of your bladder and it's out of your mind. Yeah. Like, well, there's more. That's the there's more. Crazy. There's a little more. I'm, I'm gonna be selfish. I'm gonna drink yeah, it. You Do it. Drink it. Thank you. Uh, so, and then. What do we call this one again? The Smorter. Brick and Smorter. Brick and Smorter. Yep. Uh, okay, so the, the Porter. I thought, actually, I thought it was fantastic, too. Um, Me too. I, I really appreciate kind of the, the no-frills approach to it. Um, yeah. It just kind of kind of spoke for itself without yep. everything else. And I, mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. It, it drank a little lighter than I would have mm-hmm. guessed. A little not as viscous, you know? Right. And I think that's great, especially this time of year. Great porter to have right. on tap right now. Um, I don't know, eight flat. Eight, I was gonna say seven nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right in there. Pretty much seven. Really good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, it's it's a really good porter that I, I don't know. It speaks for itself. It's like you said, this time of year, it's it's not so heavy. And like we talked about the seasonal stuff. It's that's one you can still go to. It's it's darker, but it's not you know stout. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. It's not gonna. It's not gonna stick to your ribs. It's not right. gonna make you feel all heavy. It's yeah. really good for someone who's looking for for something darker this time. This of year. one, on the other hand, it sticks to your ribs a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> a little thicker. A little thicker. It's the marshmallows. They're sticking to you. Because <laughs> yeah. right. you and Brian, you were saying when you made that one, like you had it ready to go, and then you tried it, and there wasn't enough marshmallows, so you dumped in like 
I don't know, a shit ton more marshmallows. That's yeah. a, a scientific yeah. measurement. No, I just... Shit, that's shit ton. Shit ton. One shit ton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I better make it two shit tons. Ribs, a shit ton, yeah, whatever. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, I mean, part of the perks of being a brewer is uh, quality assurance. So you go down and you get a test of your product, you know, every, every couple guy? days. <laughs> We're in the market for a QA guy. I'm just not cutting no, I th- it. So. I, think, I think I got my invi- invite Damn before it. you. You did. Yeah, yeah, you're on the tasting panel. You're in. You called oh, out that Bach yeah, perfect. It's a panel. That Bach, you know. Yeah, yeah, the Scottish yeast in a Bach. In, or no, it was in the, was it in Nebraska Strong? No, Nebraska, no, Nebraska Strong. Yeah. That's right. You nailed it. Yeah, you're on the tasting panel. Um, no, so I try this. Can you pay me? <laughs> I don't, you don't. Okay. Get a beer. I'll work for beer. Yeah, okay, that's fine. That's fine. My wife yeah. will take that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, for the, uh, I tried this every couple of days, you know, for the chocolate marshmallow porter and just kept adding things. And a lot of it actually was vanilla because part of the perception of, of marshmallow is vanilla. vanilla right. And so I'd add, I'd add this and add that. And I hate taking off the fermentation lid because every time you expose it to oxygen, you know, it's a potential risk for infection. Um, but it worked. And I just kept adding chocolate, adding vanilla until it got to the desired level. And that's where I landed right here. It's a little flat, but that's where I landed. I kind of wish I would have tried it on tap because I, I don't perceive it as flat. Like it, no. It, it's no, I got, I don't think I got that. Weird. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it was like flat, but I definitely thought, okay, there's shit. It's older. Maybe it's like yeah. A, yeah. Really? a punch that's right, missing. Right. Yep. See, I, I don't get that at all. I feel like okay. it, this, this seems right to me. Like, this is where it yeah, should I, be. Yeah, I, I think in the bottle from the tap. Yeah, you've had it, both. It yeah. held on really well. Okay, Yeah. good. Yeah, good. When it, and actually, this it wasn't on tap very long. No, it went fast. Like a lot of these really one-offs, um, they go really fast. Like you're looking at two weeks. If we tap a beer, two weeks later it's gone. Yeah. Well, you've only got two and a half barrels. I mean, I mean well, two, two right, barrels. Right. <laughs> the vanilla wheat you had seven barrels, and that was like. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I had a vanilla wheat that. Well, I guess I'm making it again it was because. Beers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was fast. So. You know, so, infusion makes a, a vanilla blonde, and it was yeah. it was similar, but I, you know, I wanted it a little more full ball, full bodied than what a, a blonde is. So I made a vanilla wheat, and it was a big hit. So it's coming back. Mark, I like it a lot. I want it to be on tap, but it's not, and that's sad. Uh, this is gonna be my Bobadin. Oh, oh, last uh, one. That stands for best beer of the night. By oh, the way. oh, awesome. Um, oh, eight six. I think 8.3 was your best before okay. that. It would That's be big. Yeah. No, yes, very, very good. Best. Like I said, it, it hits all those notes I want. Um, I do have a question. Yeah. So you, you just dump marshmallows in? Is that, is that, <laughs> no, that, that, that doesn't seem doesn't, right. No, no, That's no. no. Right. It, That's how I imagine brewing going. <laughs> right. It's just yeah. like you want it to taste like graham crackers? Oh, Throw a bunch of graham crackers in there. I, I have tried I that who had, like the, marsh- who had to scrub the uh, inside right. of the vat? Yeah. Marshmallows in and of themselves will lend absolutely no flavor to anything. So <laughs> it's, it's more of a combination of marshmallow fluff and maybe a little extract if you need something in the nose. Mm-hmm. And so marshmallows are a little hard to get as well. But it was, it was a lot of chocolate, a lot of fluff, a lot of Tahitian vanilla is, vanilla, yeah. is actually where most of it comes from. So what you're tasting is the Tahitian vanilla in there. Well, it's it's. I mean, it's it's a Hershey's bar and it's a, a craft marshmallow. Is, is, is yeah. what you get out of it. Yeah, I was it's camping just, last weekend, and that's it, it's this. minus yeah. the gram. That's yeah. that is that. Yeah. I, I almost think like if that was 
on tap now, you know, like for the summer, that could be like almost your summer Somebody stout, told you know me that I mean? tonight. Like, a customer said that tonight. They're like, why don't you, you know, have it right now? It's the perfect season for it. Right. And, and, and I remember uh, the day it went on tap, I came in and had it, and that was the first beer I had. And it would like, because there's so many, you know, the sweetness of it, and the chocolate, and the marshmallow, like, yeah. it's like, okay, what do I have after that? Yeah, like, right. I, actually, yeah, I think that was on my birthday. It was yeah. like, uh, what everything do I, else is. A what do I have now? now? Like, it was yeah. really hard to to go somewhere else after that because there's so much going on. Yeah. You know, there's there, it's it's really good. Thanks. Well, according to this list, this is also going to be my Bobadin. Wow, uh, wow, eight point two for me, which is uh, the high, right right in front of the uh, the mummy, the IPA. All right, which is really yeah. good. No, super good. Yeah, I, I wish I could have it on top too. But uh, did not disappoint. Is there another bottle in the basement? It's yeah. got to be something <laughs> later. No, Come on, let's, let's go look. This, yeah, this was the this end was, of it? This was the that end. That was it. Yeah. Damn. All right. I feel very special. Thank yeah. you for sharing yeah. with us. Absolutely. And I'm also very sad. Oh. <laughs> uh, should we, what do we do? Urban Dictionary? Urban Dictionary, like, Dream Journal, and then we're done? Yeah. All right. We'll to, okay, so what's before happening? we get to the dreams, I, I got one happening. question for you guys. Okay. Do you ever... Um, Try to influence your dreams. Influence No. I never thought about dreaming before I go to sleep. No. No? So you don't like sit there and be like, oh, if I had dreamt about this tonight, like. No. Huh. no. My, my only thought when I now go to you sleep. Now you have homework now. Wow. Yeah, my only thought Teacher when I go to sleep. Teacher on the podcast, is, you got homework. Go to sleep. <laughs> oh, no, I had a question for you guys. How did you come up with Stone Hollow? Oh. All right. Fair question. Fair I'm surprised this is the first time I came up. All right. Yeah. Oh, gosh, here we go. Um, All right, so Stone Hollow, like when we got here, this building was, I think I mentioned this, it was was in bad shape. It was rough. Um, It was just an eyesore outside. So we get inside, we're walking through drywall that's fallen off and trying not to fall in holes that are in the floor. And we're going around and we're taking some staircase that I'm surprised we didn't fall fall through. And we get to the basement, it was all mounds of dirt, um, but we have like original you know, walk-in coolers from 1917 and all this cool stuff. But we actually just had flashlights and we were looking around in this in this limestone, because we have limestone foundation that likely came from Holmesville back in the 1870s. So we're walking around and it felt like a cave. And so hollow is not hollow as in a tree trunk, it's hollow as in a cave. And so it was limestone, stone hollow, it kind of just all came go. together. Yeah, Sweet. so it's, yeah, limestone cave, stone hollow, there we go. But some people, some people don't really uh, like the fact that we have the name Stone Hollow. Really? I'm not going to throw. No, no, we don't, we don't need to throw anybody under the bus. We're still negotiating stuff. Let's um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just say Stone another, is pissed at you guys. Let's, let's just say another brewery is really pissed at us for sharing part of our name. Part of a name. Part of a name well, we um, that really? apparently they have a trademark on a they word. They do not have authority over the they word do. stone. They do. No, they do. The whole well, word the whole stone. Word. Like they, the they went after Keystone because right, they put right. the word stone on their cans. Yeah, because you, know, it's, it's, yeah, you wanted a pack of stones. Yeah, right. They went. Like, they went after Keystone, and I think won in, in that yeah, instance. Yeah, they're doing but, well. But this feels different than that. Yeah. It feels very different than that. Feels right. Right. Would you go as far as to say arrogant bastards? Look at that. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, all right. no, they didn't say that. Nobody said that. Yeah. All right, nobody drinks stone. 
Thank you. Yeah. That's the one thing we learned yeah. on this podcast Jesus tonight. Christ. Yeah. No, it's, it's out of it's control. They, it they can't do that. No, they have a word. And they can. And actually, it's happened multiple places around the United States. Um, what they do and what they want us to do is to basically get into an agreement that, yes, we can, we can use the name if we tweak it a little bit and use the word, but we're in a demographic constraint, meaning we can't distribute outside of Nebraska and maybe the adjoining states if we really, really strike a deal. And so they've done this with multiple places, including wineries, like Stone Lady Winery. Um, really? Yeah. They put a trademark stop on everything, even if it's Stone Construction Company. Like, it'll be stopped. And if it's not beer-related, a lot of times they'll just let it run its course. But if it's beer or wine or any kind of alcohol, done. Huh. And so we got trademark blocked, and we can't trademark it. And they have more money than we do, so. And that's yeah. why you use paint. Yeah, just a little. To, to create your uh, graphics. <laughs> yes, and we might that's have That's why to we don't have a graphic designer. Right. right. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a little leery to order merchandise, because at any point in time, we might not be Stone Hollow anymore. It might, well, I guess it'd be vintage, so we could release it at vintage. Right. right. Yeah. Ooh, I better so, get some before it's gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> So yeah. Are, are so you, we have that. Are you creating a list of like potential other names? I think we'll like, use are you one name, right? Just one word. Well, if yeah, we so if, if we added like if we go one word, we can do that. It. But is that cool? No, I don't. No, it's not cool. Nobody likes limestone. You should Nobody go all the way. Just, the worst of the rocks. You, you should you should just go drop the hollow and just go <laughs> so stone. <laughs> just go straight up. <laughs> yeah. Our first distribution is about, right down there in yeah. California, <laughs> <laughs> like right across the street. Fuck you all. Yeah, <laughs> FU Stone Hollow Brewing yeah. Company. Yeah. <laughs> You still brewing. Oh boy, what have I started? This is awful. I'm still negotiating. They'll never hear this. Right. Uh, I have nothing in my dream journal. Oh, I do. Oh, you, you, you pull up Urban Dictionary and I'll uh, read my dream journal. We'll do. I've actually got two. Um, my first one reads Steve Sipple gave us all motorcycle helmets so it could take rides on his Harley. <laughs> Which Steve Sipple rides a Harley? He just oh, yeah. recently started. Just bought a, yeah. a motorcycle. That's current. There you go. And it's very recent. And he actually just got a new helmet. Uh, just a skull cap instead of the full oh, yeah. helmet. If you're riding Harley, you can't. He was very proud of the new helmet, and apparently he gave us all one. <laughs> nice. Uh, that actually sounds real. Yeah, it's a good yeah. dream. Uh, my other dream, just this morning, actually, it was oh. terrifying. Some guy came to the house and asked my wife if he could film her for some project. Now, if you knew my wife, she would say no in a heartbeat to this. In the dream, she said yes, she agreed. So he shows up at 6 a.m. the next morning wanting to know what time Jordan was planning to be in this. Uh, I tell him that she was planning on 8, this is at 6. Uh, so he goes back out to the car to get his stuff. And I follow him like, hey, what is this? Oh, I know what it is. What, what? No, all it was was he's like, I'm with the gas company and we're making some promotional videos and shit. Oh, I thought it was a porn. No, it wasn't a porn. Yeah. Have you seen no, that? Yeah. Just a gas company. He goes, what was, no. what was the yes, name man. of the gas company? How they know I got gas? Yeah, it's just big lead pipe gas company. It's fine. Um, no, so he, and he's telling me all this stuff. Like, look, we, we do weird things and he's like, once I went out and filmed his family having a picnic, but it's for the gas company. No, like, I get it. I, I'm an advertising major, so like okay. I understand. No more questions. Here. All right, like, I'm I'm with you. Uh, but so then he he's getting this stuff and he's going to the house and then he fills a syringe <laughs> and goes into the house. This is getting good. 
this is, this is way more detailed than most of your dreams. And uh, it was terrifying. Goes into the house and starts walking around and like snooping around. I say, hey, what are you doing with that syringe? And he ignores me. No, what are you doing with that syringe? And he ignores me. And then he like goes around this corner that goes down to my basement. So he's around the corner. And I hear, you know, like three steps down and then it stops. And my dog goes and follows him, and then I hear that stop. And so then I go around the corner, and he picks up my dog and lunges at me with the syringe. And then you woke up. And then I woke up. But like I, I woke up screaming. Like it's one of the only times I can remember. You covered in sweat. Well, yeah, your mark. Of course, thank you. Yeah. Um, no. Yes. That's like, crazy. It runs in the family. Like. I actually, I remember that he came in the house. Did he, did he kill your dog? No, he was coming for me. But I think he picked up the dog either to stop the dog from attacking him, which is just like a little 16-pound dog, um, or, or I don't know, I don't know, like protection or, or something. I, I remember he came in the house, and I could tell something was up. So I took my backpack, because I was wearing a backpack, and I put it in front of me so I could use it as, like, to... to Push him with the backpack. Sure, smart. Yeah, and right. Yeah, obviously. Um, but <laughs> of in the dream, like he got, he got, he went high with the syringe, so the backpack couldn't get up there. And like that was the worst part. It was like, oh fuck, my backpack failed. Oh no, what do I do? Backpack <laughs> defense. Uh, wow. And then I woke up, literally oh, screaming. Holy and, smokes! Yeah, That's crazy. It was terrifying. So if a guy comes to film you for a gas company video, say it. <laughs> say it. Don't, don't do that. There you go. Uh, pick a number one through thirty. Andrew. Thirteen. Number thirteen is lemon. Lemon. Yep. Lemon. Now we have to guess what the urban dic- urban dictionary definition of lemon is. Well, lemon from a car wash. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Bad yeah. deal. Bad deal. Yeah. Terrible car. Seems pretty obvious. Should we go number It's not going to be that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Some of these, I just, it's, why is it even in here? Uh, it says, I don't know what everyone else is talking about. A lemon's a fruit. A little <laughs> yellow fruit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's funny. Uh, and then in a sentence. Fuck you guys. <laughs> in, a, in a sentence, I like to eat lemons because they're a fruit. That's what we were dictionary. Are you sure that was a Wikipedia? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia or <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. That was awesome. Lemons are fruit. Lemons are fruit. Obviously. Well, Brian, pick 41 is next. Oh. Is it going to be Roby? Oh, it's time. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, thanks for having us out. Thanks for sharing your views yeah. with us. Very no good. Problem, guys. Uh, thanks. Uh, if you're listening and want some delicious beers, go to Stone Hollow. Ciders. Screw Stone. Way. Screw Stone. <laughs> yeah. Don't Jeff drink that stone. stone. Yeah. Come to Stone Hollow yeah. instead. You're going to turn on to Court Street and you're going to think, no, it's not any further than this. No. But it is. It's one block more. One block more. <laughs> one, one block more than when you think you can do. You're going back to <laughs> So uh, keep going on Court Street. Uh, you'll find it. Andrew, thanks for setting this up with us. Yeah. Thanks for, for coming on. And uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, go to threebeerslater.com. Hit the subscribe tab. Go to Google Play. Go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to TuneIn. Go to any of that stuff. Whatever your preferred podcast uh, listening app is. And subscribe, rate, whatever you want. On Twitter, go to 
three beers later with the word or Facebook with the number three beers later. Also follow at Connor Happer at Mark's Voice. Do any of you have Twitter? You know what? We just talked about this tonight. I'm so unsavvy with social media. I, I don't have Twitter. I have Facebook. Instagram was new for me. I'm like, all right, Ooh, I got an that, Instagram that's the one That was a that big I, thing. I, I will say. Oh, you haven't. Brian Diggs takes some uh, nice photos when the beer is released. I, yeah, I try does. to make them pretty. I do my best. Yeah. yeah. He drinks Although, the beer every time, too. I do. And then he drinks I, that Why one? would you yeah. waste a beer? Yeah. Oh, if you're taking yeah. a picture of it, you have to drink the beer. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I would drink it, Connor. Drink it, Mark. Or drink right. it. Yeah. It's right. an excuse to drink it, let's right. be honest. I took That's a picture fair. of your beers and then I drank them. Yeah. There you go. There we go. I totally get it. Uh, no, thanks for having us out. This was yeah. great. It was awesome. And yeah, thanks I for coming down here. I hope it sounds good when, when this is all said and done. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Cross your fingers. I, I, I intentionally didn't tell anybody to listen perfect, to this. Perfect. Just Thank you. Just edit me out completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Done. We're done. There's a bunch of uh, blank spots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, if, if for whatever reason this doesn't air and we have to record again, yeah. so be it. So be, so it. be it. Come back down. Thanks for listening. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See ya.